City of Heroes Podcast, Episode 23. Welcome to the City of Heroes Podcast, a resource for the casual Heroes gamer. Your hosts, Chooch and Viv, are here to explain basic and advanced features of COH, as well as give tips and answer your questions about this great MMO. This is Chooch. Hi. Hi. How are you, Choochy Choochy Choo? <laughs> I'm doing just fine. That's the nickname somebody on our forums gave him. <laughs> no, it's a possible nickname. There was a multiple choice that just happens to be what you. What were the other choices? Because that's all on. I remember. <laughs> That's just the one you decided to focus on. All right. I've been calling him that around the house. <laughs> Especially if he doesn't answer the first time I call his name. Chooch. Silence. Choo 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 choo. <laughs> and the kids just look at me like I'm crazy. Yeah. They don't get how cool it is, but they'll be calling you that soon, too. I just can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, how are you doing, Chooch? I'm doing pretty good. So, we saw Iron Man. Yes. And it rocked our socks off. It was awesome. So if you haven't seen it, dude, go see it. Get What's wrong with there. you? Amazing. Before we get into the news, over on the forums, our listener forums at cohpodcast.com slash forums... I created a thread there because when we left that movie, I asked you guys if you could think of a superhero movie that was better all around as a movie, better than what Iron Man was. Because I thought as a well-crafted story, characters, casting, special effects, of course, Mm -hmm. you expect the special effects to kick ass, and they did. But I, I was having a hard time thinking of any movie, superhero movie, that I thought was better. Mm Mm-hmm. And you guys kind of seem to agree with me that that was probably the best. Yeah. So I created, and this was just a conversation that Chooch and I had with the two boys because they went with us. We went for Mother's Day. Mm -hmm. It was what I wanted to do on Mother's Day since it's so rare that we have a movie that all four of us want to see. That was the treat. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So we went and saw that and created that thread on the forums asking, what is your favorite all-time superhero movie? And it let me list, I think it was 14 options in a poll for people to vote on, which was very limiting, (laughs) but I did what I could, but I broke it out into, you know, Iron Man and Batman, any of the bat, no, because I was initially going to break the Batman movies out to be by actor, you know, Michael Keaton, Val Kilmer, George Clooney, and now Christian Bale. And I couldn't fit that many options. And so now it's just any Batman movie, any Spidey movie. The Incredibles, but I listed 14 options, and so I wasn't able to list all of them, and I forgot a lot, but I was still limited on it. I didn't know how to change the number of options. Well, doing that poll, 
makes you look back and see just how many superhero movies there have been in the last 20 years. There's so many. So, yeah, it, you know, it's kind of limited on the options. And so forgive me that. And a couple of people pointed out some, but I don't want to change the poll now because people have already voted. Right. So it skews the vote. So you're just stuck with the choices that I made. People <laughs> suck it up. <laughs> but I'd another love another option. Put it in the comments. Right. And so <laughs> whether you're on the forums or not, if you're on the forums or you haven't, and you want to participate in the poll, go on over to the forums and vote and also leave a note. Cause I'm curious why, because right now Iron Man's in the lead. Mm-hmm. Right. Four voted for Iron Man. Three apiece voted for the Incredibles, mm-hmm. the Batman movies. And what was the other one? Was it Spider-Man or Superman? I think the only ones that had three were Incredibles and, and Batman. So anyways, if you're interested, you know, go on over to the forums and vote. If you don't want to do that, then just give us a call. 206-203-1661. You can send an email at cohpodcast at gmail.com or, of course, leave a comment on the site or on the forums at cohpodcast.com. But I'm really curious to know what people think of it because mm. I thought it was amazing. Yeah. And I don't usually got, get caught up in that, you know, fangirl kind of elation and stuff like that. I really thought it was really well done. So let us know what you think. Meanwhile, we'll discuss some news. Oh, yeah, news. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so there really wasn't a lot of news this week. Everybody is really busy there at NCSoft. I'm mm-hmm. guessing they're working on I-12. Maybe not. Imagine. That's what I'm guessing. <laughs> Squashing bugs found in beta. Yeah. First up, we've got an announcement by Lighthouse of the NCSoft and Vivox announced collaboration. Mm. I don't think you saw this. Mm-mm. In a press release put out on May 13th, NCSoft and Vivox, they announced the collaboration to bring voice to the NCSoft player community. Okay. As a point of clarification not included in the press release specific for City of Heroes and City of Villains, the new voice chat technology will be based through the Play NC launcher and not directly through City of Heroes. Interesting. I know that for other NCSoft games, they have this Play NC launcher. So it's kind of like Valve's Steam, where you launch this program and then you get a menu of other games that you own from that company. Okay. And then it handles patches and it handles all kinds of things for you. At least that's how Steam works. The NC Launcher, I don't know that it does patches for other games, but Dungeon Runners is in it, Tabula Rasa is in it. Um, so they're newer MMOs. So my guess is they're going to add COH as a menu item inside the launcher, and then they'll add the Vivox. There are a whole bunch of MMOs that started to you started to do their own in-game voice. So Lord of the Rings launched with its own in-game voice. WoW has tacked on its own in-game voice. Mm. Everybody says it sucks. Mm. Nobody uses it. Everybody uses Ventrilo or TeamSpeak. (laughs) They were happy with those solutions. Vivox came out, and they started hitting the community of, of developing MMOs as early as they could to say people like voice chat, Mm -hmm use us and then we have this world-class voice system integrate us into your game and then that's work you don't have to do so there's going to be dozens and dozens and dozens of new mmos coming out over the next couple years they're all going to be using this system 
Okay. From what I've heard, it's a very good system. Well, the voice good. quality is very clear. Mm-hmm. It doesn't cause crazy latency or anything. So I'm guessing it's a good thing. And City Hers has never had its own yeah. in-game voice. So um, we use Ventrilo with some friends, and a lot of people use TeamSpeak or Ventrilo. Yeah. So Ventrilo is very popular and, and works really well, as does TeamSpeak. But it puts the onus on the players because you have to create your own server you have to host a server somewhere true so you either have to pay for a server there's lots of services that do it and they're not that expensive but it's still an additional fee Mm -hmm. or you have to host it on your own server so i had thrown up a ventrilo server for the teen and his friends Mm -hmm. and i had also done a team speak server because he had some friends that only used one and didn't use the other so you know i'm an it guy i work in it we have a server at home Mm -hmm. so that was no problem for me but for most casual players, there's no way they're going to set up their own right. server just to do voice chat. Vivox takes all of that away. And it's just when you're grouped with people, boom, you have voice chat. The benefit of like Ventrilo or TeamSpeak is you can chat whether you're playing the game or not. Which we do a lot. Right. And so you can find out what games your friends are on mm-hmm. and and or maybe you want to talk. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like global chat compared to that. Mm -hmm. Maybe you want to talk, but you're not logged on in a group right now. Mm -hmm. You could be on different servers. Or swapping characters. Right. And so with these in-game solutions, you lose all communications while you're doing those switches. Mm -hmm. Now, if they're tying Vivox actually into the launcher, then maybe it will work with like the global system and you Mm -hmm. can... I don't know. Well, I did print off press release, so let's read it and see if we can get through it. Okay. (laughs) NCSoft Corporation and Vivox today announced a partnership to bring high-quality, full-featured voice to the NCSoft player community. Through this partnership, the NCSoft player community will enjoy market-leading voice chat from Vivox. Players will have the ability to communicate with scalable, full-featured voice within and across NCSoft games via an NCSoft-branded game communication portal. Mm. Vivox will also deliver advanced features such as voice fonts, voicemail, and in and out of game communication via regular phones and text messages. Voice is a significant feature for the ongoing development of the NCSoft community, said Peter Jarvis, Vice President of Operations at NCSoft North America. By partnering with Vivox, we will be able to offer our players a commanding set of communication tools that will simplify communication amongst the player base with far-reaching options. Vivox is the clear leader in quality, features, and operational excellence, and we anticipate a successful integration and long-term relationship. NCSoft is an industry leader in the advancement of gameplay and engagement of the, in- of the player community, said Rob Seaver, CEO of Vivox. They recognize the power of a communication solution that is open to all players and lets them communicate effectively and reliably. Vivox is gratified in this collaboration, and we look forward to contributing to the advancement of the NCSoft community. And then they give a background on NCSoft Corporation and Vivox Incorporated. Press release stuff. Well, from the beginning of that, where it says, across NCSoft games. Right. Makes it sounds sound more like a Ventrilo or a TeamSpeak within NCSoft games. And interesting, well, in the launcher, Dungeon Runners is a free game. You can download it. You get the launcher. You can play it. It's totally free. You have to pay monthly fees if you want to, you know, have more character slots or special items or whatever. So, 
anybody who plays any other game could just have the launcher running in the background, be talking to their buddies, and play their other games. That's what it sounds like. Hmm. Maybe you shouldn't say that. They'll figure <laughs> it out, and they'll block it now. Great, Chooch. You've just ruined it for everybody. You could have waited until they uh, launched it. Well, interesting. <laughs> Bad choochie choochie choo. Sorry about that. <laughs> no, that's a good point. <laughs> I see a flaw in this business model. <laughs> Fail. <laughs> so what's voice fonts? Do you know? Well, my guess is there's some games that have kind of like, you know, you hit a a key bind or whatever, and you can bind that to a saying. So, like in City Heroes, we're used to hitting F7, and your character puts the thumb up and says, ready! So now it could probably, you hit F7, and they hear your voice going, ready! I hope or not. hit F10, and they can actually say their battle cry, spoon! That That's cool. is what I would guess a voice font is. I really don't know. <laughs> So we'll be we'll be playing this back later and see just how right you are. Mm. See, glass is half full, hun. <laughs> Great. <laughs> NCSoft currently maintains several MMORPGs which can potentially benefit from Vivox's voice chat and feature support such as Lineage 2, Chaotic Throne, Killed Wars, and Tabula Rasa. That's interesting. Next we have exclusive video look at the Midnight Squad. MMORPG.com brings us an exclusive first look at an official video telling the story of the Midnight Squad. The Midnight Squad is featured heavily in the next free expansion coming to City of Heroes and City of Villains. (laughs) You laugh at me. And then there's a video which we actually just watched moments ago. We did. Yeah, it gives a quick little background of who they are. Mm Mm-hmm. What they do for us. Get a peek at some Aurora and the mm-hmm. Roman costume items. So I thought it was well done. It's very well done. Moving on. <laughs> no, it was good. This morning I made time to listen to the Positron Castle interview on Split Infinity Radio. Mm-hmm. You listened to it too, also. Yeah, well, I was mowing the lawn. <laughs> <laughs> So I just went through and picked out some things that I thought were interesting that were said. DJ Jules asked, how did they pick the name of the issue? Mm -hmm. And I thought Positron, I think it was Positron. I think I had their voices identified well enough that uh, it was Positron that said, had to pick something you couldn't easily throw a Steely Dan song to, (laughs) which I just had to say, what did he say? It's a very unique answer. I think when they do issue 19, they're going to have to really struggle with that because they have that Hey 19 song. It's the only song I know by Steely Dan. I'm not even sure that that is Steely Dan. (laughs) Come to think of it. Um, The real significance, though, was Midnight Squad, which was what they wanted to do. It had a nice tie to it, and it evoked a certain imagery that they liked. And then he stresses that it has nothing to do with the title of a chapter from a book that Sean Fish was reading. But it made it sound like it was. <laughs> Again, I'm not sure about the voices. Um, I think that Castle said, yeah, and 12 equals midnight. So that kind of was a cool tie-in to issue 12. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, that was cool. Mm. Apparently you didn't. <laughs> and then at one point, okay. At yes. one point, DJ Jules said squee. 
Yeah. We should have trademarked that. No, actually, we wouldn't have been the ones to trademark that. that and been, people have yeah. actually been saying it for quite a while before. Yeah. It just threw me. Well, no, what's something that's funny is listening to a podcast. I actually think it was T. Morris said Coolio. <laughs> I've been saying that I've never heard anybody else ever say Coolio. Not since Coolio the singer was, you know, relevant. And he actually said it in a podcast. I was wow. very surprised. Like during his chat segment, not like during Moravi, well, right? Not it's not yet. a part, it wasn't of, part like... of the text. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I was just surprised. You know, it oh, was yeah. like, hello. <laughs> I thought it was cool because Posse and Castle seemed to be really willing to share information. They were mm-hmm. very talkative and very giving with the information that they, of course, there was some stuff that they couldn't give. Right. They gave a lot of background on decisions that were made, which I also thought was very interesting. Mm -hmm. Positron kept referring to it as issue 13, and the next issue was issue 14. And I had actually (laughs) come across that. I noticed that. I was like, what? And then I remembered that I had read that in a forum post. Someone, I can't remember if it was Castle or whoever, replied and said, yeah, well, since he's working on issue 13 now, he's not really Uh, hands-on I-12 now. He's planning I-13. So that's where I thirteen is, yeah. Well, they didn't know what year it was because they were saying, you know, <laughs> spring two thousand seven. Yeah. <laughs> what? When summer start? Uh, two thousand seven. Oh, what year is it? Yeah, we missed that deadline. <laughs> that was cute. But yeah, he's apparently working pretty intently on I thirteen, which is where that little misstep came from. On the power set proliferation, I thought it was interesting that this is the biggest number that will be released at one time in one right. issue. Mm-hmm. That there will be more coming across from one side to the other. And there may not be proliferation in every issue, but that they won't go two issues without right. powers being proliferated. Yeah, so, that was very interesting. Yeah. So And just like they said, they wouldn't go more than two issues with new IO sets coming out. Right, that was my next coming out. Yeah, no new IOs this issue. But just like he's like you said. That they won't necessarily be in every issue, but that they won't go mm-hmm. to without. So in this issue, there's going to be 20 proliferated powers. Right. So they said that would be the biggest single number in an issue. Mm-hmm. And there was another, I don't remember if it was a forum post or an interview, where one of the dev- developers had said that they really wanted all of the powers to swap over. Right. So that it was definitely not a one-off thing. It was definitely not just part of this issue. And then in this interview, he said that, Mm -hmm. that said under the old regime, they were always being held back and that Positron always wanted to do thought it made sense that these powers naturally fit in with some other archetypes. Right. So it wasn't until they became their own company, got the reins and now they're able to do it. So that's pretty cool. And he had initially, and, I, and I've seen this elsewhere, too, and I think I actually read it in a news item, maybe a, some, like you said, a forms thread. He wanted all of them. Of course, there's still the issue with empathy for villains and poison for heroes, I think. Right. But that Castle was yeah. like, whoa, ho, 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 let's go for 20. <laughs> yeah, in this interview, it said, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we'll do 20. And then and they made it very clear that empathy would never come out for villains because villains are not empathetic. It's not what they are, but... Yeah. But that they are looking at changes for it. There are some big changes coming. There are some big benefits coming that are empathy benefits. They're just not going to be called empathy. Right. Exactly. Next we have 
Well, there was a question about fan-created content, which, of course, can't be discussed at this point. Mm-hmm. Positron did say during the summer we'll have some more info mm-hmm. on the fan-created content. So come on, summer. Guessing he's probably working about it a lot in I-13. <laughs> right. I have to make a private note to Jules. DJ Jules, I'm a mom that wanted to see Iron Man on Mother's Day. <laughs> I'm not weird. Again, it's just rare to find a movie that the husband, the two sons, and I all want to see. <laughs> it was a rare treat and an awesome movie. So there, I'm not weird. That was part of really? the review. I am not not weird for that. Not weird for not that. Not weird for that. <laughs> I'll give you that one. But the, um, and I can't remember the name of the guy that was doing the interview with her. I did, I meant to write I it down because he was pretty cool. Had said that he was waiting to see it with his mother mm-hmm. for mother's day. And right. she said, she thought his mom was weird <laughs> and he said, or really cool. Right. <laughs> and I'd have to agree with that. Yes. I think she's cool. <laughs> Another question posed was if there were going to be any new strike forces planned, because as we've discussed here on our podcast, there mm-hmm. are not that many strike forces. Mm-hmm. So people really want more. And Positron said that he was actually trying to decide between doing a new strike force or possibly fixing po- the Positron task force finally. Right. and had, again, told that story that we'd seen before Mm -hmm. where it was actually supposed to be... Now, this is where it's different. He said it was supposed to be two different story arcs that was turned into a TF. Uh I had heard before that it was two TFs that were turned into one. Okay. He said that they weren't able to have these two different story arcs done on the same contact, so they just pushed it together into a task force. So he's looking to revamp that. And make it a little less painful. That would be good. That would be good. I think DJ. <laughs> As it is, it is the worst. In our experience, force there we is. haven't done all of them yet. We have a hard time getting some of the higher level eight person team ones put together. Mm-hmm. But of the ones we've done, it's worse than Statesman as far as difficulty, I think. Yeah. Although we have completed Positron several times, and we have not successfully. <laughs> That's our shame, guys. We have not been on a team good enough to finish yeah. Statesman yet. Not the right team, not the right mix. Well, not the right. It's not that they weren't good enough. It's just that the team didn't stick it out to the yeah. end. <laughs> Put it that way. So that'll be really cool. And DJ Jules had made the comment that she thought she had only ever done that task force three times ever. Right. And Posse said, well, I don't even think I did it three times during test. And I was like, that's why everybody hates it, because you should have done it more. Right. And, of course, they also made the comment about the fewer people on the team, the easier it is to do, which is something Mm -hmm. that we had found out, too. If you have a full team, it's heinous. Yeah. DJ Jules mentioned getting to experience what I call the DDR, the death ding res. Uh Uh-huh. And how cool that was, you know. And that's where... You get defeated, but you continue to earn XP because your team is still fighting. Mm-hmm. You ding a level, you earn another level, and that gives you the super-powered res. Yeah. Revives you, and it hit, gives you all those buffs. Mm-hmm. And so that that was really amazing. And that that POSIB actually had come up with that, and Posi really thought it was a great yeah. idea and approved it. And then Positron broke my heart. <laughs> broke my heart. He admitted 
that he put one too many zeros on the empath badge. <laughs> How do I say this, considering we don't want explicit tags? Hmm. <laughs> no kidding? <laughs> it's a bit high. By the time he says he realized it, people were already working on it, and he didn't want to invalidate their achievement or play experience. By correcting the error. There was a thread on the forums regarding this statement. A, a whole lot of talk about this 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 little statement itself. Mm-hmm. And I can't remember if it was a thread discussing the interview, if it was a new thread that was started. So let me correct that. But in the thread, the conversation was, okay, the hundred or so people that have the empath badge, according to this website... Do you mind if they drop? <laughs> Let's take a vote. Do you mind if we drop a zero? And everybody was like, I've got it. Drop the zero. <laughs> so everybody that has voted on that thread at that point that I read it, was they were all like, drop the zero, man. You mm-hmm. know, because everybody that I saw that posted there admitted to having to farm for it, do a okay. healing farm. Mm-hmm. Nobody has been able to get it naturally. It would take. Somebody did the calculation on how long you'd have to play to earn that naturally. Mm-hmm. And you know what? No. <laughs> I'm never going to get the empath badge because I'm not willing to farm it. I want to get only the badges that I can. And I'm not going to say only because we have done some. Have we really done any farming like that for badges? Because mm, we know. really. I mean, when I think about that kind of farming is the arena heal farms. Right. Like a friend of ours was going to take the, do the one that where you take damage and heads in where there's a rickety drone and he knows exactly how much damage it can do, knows his character can take it. So squats in rest mode and has the thing just shoot at him all night long. Right. And then just goes to bed. And leaves it running. Now to me, that is farming. Yeah. You're literally not doing anything. Yeah. We do things where we specifically join Rickety raids mm-hmm. and do spam heal, which right. benefits everybody in the raid, mm-hmm. and you're getting all kinds of heal points, but you're playing. Yeah, that's like a healing curtain, and that was something that I I didn't – I've never been a big spam healer. Mm-hmm. I did in the beginning before I learned how to do healing mm-hmm. on my empath, my um, – <laughs> not empath, on my empathy defender. I would thought, oh, well, I'll just run the heal, and so it's always up. Well, that's a really crappy way to heal. Yeah. Because you're not targeting the people that need it the most, and you're running your endurance down, and a lot right. of the time, you're not giving anybody a benefit. But when you were doing the old hammy raids, they called it the healing curtain. Right. And so I do that during Rickty Invasions, which a lot of people do that then. It's the best way because you've got a bunch of people not on your team. And it's hard to target individuals when you're in that situation. Mm-hmm. When you've got 20 to 80 people in the area that you're in, the small space, it's hard to watch everybody's health bars when yeah. they're visible. So the spam heal there works like it worked in the hammy rates, but that's the only place I do it. Like you come yeah. across and you see people randomly doing it in a group of people. And it's like, don't you get that you're not getting credit for that, first of all, and right. you're irritating everybody. <laughs> and we've we've farmed a few missions for XP where right. you go in, you run through, but you don't complete the main objective, mm-hmm. exit out, reset, and then run through the mission again. Yeah. But again, you know, you just didn't complete the objective, but you're still doing the mission. You're yeah, still we're fighting still... the baddies. So it is farming, yeah. but it's not like going into the arena, 
everybody spamming attacks and heals and going to bed. Yeah, we haven't done that. And I'm not judging anybody or anything like that, but I like this sense of accomplishment. Like you're saying, for the empath badge, there's people, no other way to get it. So. That's what people are saying. There may be people that have gotten it naturally. But oh, the I'm sure there are. But the calculation that I saw that somebody did, and I have no way to know how valid or true it is, mm -hmm. their opinion was that it was impossible to get naturally. Right. So, yes, that caught my attention. Chooch had asked me before, now, did you make a note on that empath badge? <laughs> oh, you know I did. Because that, of course, that's the ultimate goal for my level 50 defender. Right. I want the empath badge. Mm -hmm. How badly do I want it? Well, right now, I'm not willing to farm for it. And I don't see myself doing it. If I've gone two years and I haven't done it yet, <laughs> I don't think I'll start now. But never yeah. say never, you yeah. know? DJ Jules, during that conversation, mentioned the... Um, the old Richty badge, yeah. the old Richty monkey badge. 10,000 Richty monkeys. Zool Zookeeper? Zookeeper, that's what it is. Yeah, 10,000 Richty monkeys. And Positron said that that was changed when herding was changed. Mm -hmm. You were able at that point to herd together uh, about 100 Richty monkeys and take them out. Once that change was made, I think he said that it dropped to being able to herd like 15. He said like, in conversation, he said a dozen. Once that change was made, though, he just dropped a zero off of that. So that's why mm -hmm. the Richty monkey badge changed, because the dynamic of it changed. Right. The fact that the empath badge has the requirement that it does. Well, come on, Posse. Hook a sister <laughs> up. <laughs> so, I mean, a lot of people have just given up on that. I've gotten the one just below that. And that's the last one I'll get. I can't see being able to get the empath badge. I don't have that kind of time. Right. So it's disappointing to know that that's how that came about. It wasn't done through any research or data mining to see that it was possible. It was just an error that, and I understand why he doesn't want to change it mm -hmm. because then 900 people will get it and you won't be able to tell who got it before the change was made as after and the people that have it right. now. It really, really is a sign of and you can't really... achievement, but it's an achievement most of the time through farming. And you can't really retire it and make a new one because then you have the badge hounds that are saying, oh, it's not fair. There's a badge out there I can never get. And... Keep the empath. No, I don't know. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know what the answer is. I think that it's right to show respect to the people that have already done the time because it's still not easy to do a heel farm. Mm -hmm. You have to meet certain requirements to be able to do a heel farm at all. Right. But once you do that, you know, you go to bed. Not judging the farmers at all. But mm -hmm. it's just not for me. So I'm, I've pretty much given up on getting that badge. A little conversation about the chat channels, the increase in the number of the chat channels. Mm -hmm. And he says that that came about because of the players basically complaining about the Richty invasion announcement being in the, the system channel. They just went to work and added a bunch more global channels. One of the things that Posse said was the global alert channel, the new one that they've come up with. The global alert is the one that will tell you when Richty evasions are underway. Right. It will also tell you when Scrapyard is up uh -huh. and when Paladine is being, being built, built. not huge. running rampant through King's Row, but when Paladine is being built. That's huge. Because right now it is so huge because people camp in King's Row and yeah. I've, I've done it here and there. If I don't have anything to do and I'm waiting for somebody to finish a mission to team up or, yeah. you know, sell at the auction house and I'm in King's Row. Then I'll go and I'll check out the sites and maybe hang well, out at a couple of them. Yeah, when our badge hound characters hadn't done them yet, I spent a decent amount of time just popping through the three different spawn points. And yeah. Just 
watching for Checking the Checking on them now and then. <laughs> yeah. And as you guys know, what we're talking about, for those of you that may not be as obsessed with badges as we <laughs> as we were for quite a while, um, Paladine is a giant robotic clockwork dude. Mm-hmm. And he gets built. At one point, there will be a, a... It's called Paladine Construction, right? Yeah. And it's basically a lot of clockworks building him. Mm-hmm. See lots of piles of debris and stuff and lots of clockies running around. Yeah. And so that's why they're building him. But what it is, is while the construction is underway, you defeat everything there. You keep attacking the construction. If you can prevent it from being built, Mm -hmm. prevent them from completing the construction. Right. For, is it 10 minutes? Yeah. I don't remember the exact time, but it's basically from the time that it's officially starting to be built... There's a timer that gets set, mm-hmm. and so you have to start. You start defeating clocks that are around him, and, and then the you start attacking it. Mm-hmm. And then once its health gets down to a certain point, a whole bunch of new clocks spawn, mm-hmm. and they're spawning a little bit here and there, anyways. Yeah. So it's really just kind of this holding it at bay, this balancing, right? Because you do right, you defeat it, and then it spawns again. The right. construction spawns again. So you just keep defeating the, the and construction. once the hidden timer that nobody can see right. expires, then they stop trying to build it and everybody gets a badge and it says, hooray. And it's the standard, it. it's the standard GM damage. Mm-hmm. It's if right. you hit like a one on it, if you're like a little low level blaster and yeah. you took one hit, you're probably not going to get the badge. If you're on a team of people and you've done a, se- a decent amount of damage, then you'll get the badge. And sometimes you'll see people yelling, hey, paladin's up, paladin's up. Yeah. And so you'll see this giant monster. It's this big, giant clockwork robot, robot stomping on the city. And everybody runs over to defeat it. You don't get a badge for that. No. It's already been built. The badge is specifically for preventing it from being... And we've seen as many as like three, three paladins running around King's Row. Several Road, times I've seen stomping three. Stomping on stuff. And a lot of times that happens on Double XP Weekend mm-hmm. or some special event when everybody's busy with other stuff and right. nobody's watching. And when the call goes up, people don't get there fast enough. They mm-hmm. see that. And that's the first question. Is it up or is it being built? Right. Because <laughs> if it's up, people don't go. People don't care because you don't get a badge. Right. So you'll get. I've actually gone and I and I didn't do it. It never occurred to me before, but I'd seen a couple of people say that they would kite them to the drones. Mm-hmm. So I've done that before. Just to clear them out of the way, but yeah. I've only done it like once or twice. And that just means you grab their aggro and you right. just f- fly or run as fast as you can to the train station or the hospital or whatever's closest. And you kite them there so that the drones will defeat them and make it safe for people to move yeah. around the zone. Because it is a GM. It does hurt. It, it, <laughs> it really hurts when it hits you. <laughs> Trust me, I know. And it will stomp you into a little pile of goo and nothing flat. Yeah. <laughs> okay, hello tangent. So yeah, that's <laughs> that's one of the things that the Global Alert Channel will tell you, mm-hmm. which I think is amazing. Very it's going to cool. save a lot of people a lot of wasted time. Yeah. And also, finally, oh no, I wanted you to talk about the power trays. Oh okay, yeah. Yeah, in the interview, Pazitarn said that he had asked Posib to create four more power trays. Right. And Posib went and worked for a little bit. And then came back and said, all right, I gave you eight power trays. <laughs> and Posse's like, well, I can't really unask for it. <laughs> so, okay, we've got eight power trays. Awesome. And the post-sub said, but look what they can do. And he took one and he slammed it against the side of the screen. And it wiggled its way down the screen and started right. rolling back and forth. And Posse's like, 
That's really cool. Yeah. As you push them into the corners, they they arc up. They kind of snake into the corner. So you can have one that's horizontal, push it against the side mm-hmm. wall of your screen, and it turns into like. So you like can have half Tetris. of yeah. You can have half of them horizontal and mm-hmm. half of them vertical, or one horizontal and the rest vertical. Yeah, any, there's which way you want. It's amazing. It's cool. It's really slick. You rock, Bosip. That's awesome. And some more big news i12 before summer yeah very nice to hear it's only a few weeks i got it i need to find out the summer solstice because i think (laughs) it's like in five minutes or something you know it's very soon if he goes by the actual summer official calendar that's very soon yeah so that's pretty much it for the news so, hey, we did a little kind of a GM spotlight there on Paladine right in the middle <laughs> Kind of, <there>. yeah. <laughs> Check. Because <laughs> that was one of the other things that we're going to do after. We've got, like, two different spotlights we're doing now. And uh-huh. so once we run out of information, once right. we run out of accolades and or um, factions, we're going right. to do giant monster spotlights next. Mm-hmm. So there's Paladine. <laughs> so we had figured eventually we might do an episode dedicated to giant monsters. Yeah. But then break some of those out into spotlights. So. Yeah, yeah. We got all sorts of plans. We got stuff cooking up, guys. <laughs> you wouldn't believe it. So that wraps up the news. See. Do what we do. Play a quick promo. See. Come back and we're going to talk bases. See. How's to build them. Why is to build them. And how to keep them. See. <laughs> I seem to be stuck. Alright, we'll be right back. See. <laughs> <laughs> <C. laughs> the President of the United States is dead. He was murdered in the morning sunlight by a four-year-old boy. So began J.C. Hutchins' Seventh Son Podiobook Trilogy, the most popular podcast novel series in history. Last December, the trilogy concluded. The heroes were triumphant, or so we think. But now, it's time to go back and reveal moments in the Seventh Son story that were merely hinted at in the original trilogy. Welcome to Seventh Son Obsidian. J.C. Hutchins has opened up his Seven Sun universe and invited the seven biggest names in podcast fiction to chronicle a nationwide blackout that rocked America during the Seven Sun trilogy. Seven Sun Obsidian features short stories from these award-winning and nominated authors. Michael A. Stackpole, Scott Sigler, T. Morris, Murr Lafferty, Matt Wallace, Mark Yoshimoto Nemkov, and Christiana Ellis. And even more tales from these trailblazing podcast entertainers. Evo Terra, Dan Class, Wichita Rutherford, George Krob, TD0013, Soccer Girl, and the cast of the radio adventures of Dr. Floyd. Obsidian also features dozens of audio and video recordings, stories of the blackout as told by its victims, created by Seven Sun fans across the globe. On May 31st, the lights go out. America becomes a police state. Because when the power fails, chaos reigns. Subscribe now to 7th Sun Obsidian 
or catch up with the original Seven Sun Trilogy experience at jchutchins.net. The main topic this round is introduction to bases. Like I said at the start of the episode, this is a basic introduction to bases. Mm-hmm. Uh, bases are a very complex topic, so there's going to be a lot of stuff that we just glance over pretty superficially, mm-hmm. and some things we don't discuss at all right. that are going to be out of the scope. Yeah. And in the future, we'll do an advanced base discussion yeah. that'll cover all of those other topics. Well, not all of those. We could do an entire podcast on well, just yeah. base building, but we will get into the more refined stuff later. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of our topic discussions, uh, details were taken largely from Paragon Wiki. Anytime there's kind of specific numbers, mm-hmm. that's Paragon Wiki info, yeah. uh, which is it's such an awesome resource yeah. for, for tracking numbers and getting a lot of... Um, actually, there's a few base tutorials that people have written on. Yeah, some really good ones, mm-hmm. too. Some basic base building. And there's a bunch on the City of Heroes forums also that I think a lot of that information from the wiki comes from. Oh, I'm sure. Amazing yeah. stuff out there. Yeah. So the first question is, why a base? I see there's three main reasons to have a base. First is storage, to keep inspirations, enhancements, base salvage, and personal invention salvage safe. What I see is really the number one reason to have a base, just in my opinion, is transportation. Yeah. The telepads. Major. Telepads, but also Ouroboros. You can go straight to Ouroboros to the Pillar of Ice and Flame. Using the Pillar of Ice and Flame. Or, right. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you can actually jump straight into missions from the base. Yeah. Ouroboros missions. And the third major reason is recovery. It's an alternative to the hospital using a resurrection device, especially useful in zones without a hospital, the hazard zones, such as the current hollows, because mm-hmm. uh, it's going to be changing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it allows quicker return to the mission after a defeat. It allows you to grab inspirations or drop off any salvage quickly before returning to a mission. And as a bonus in sewers, it's especially useful because it drops you right back off where you were when you were defeated mm-hmm. and went to your base. Right. So instead of having to go to the hospital in Atlas and go back to the entrance and wait for your sewer team Find to come back game. for you, you just drop right back to where you were, which can be dangerous if your team has moved on. <laughs> True. And the, the you know the group has respawned on your head. You so want to come back lickety Really quick. Now, the only thing with that I'm going to add, sorry to interrupt. Mm-hmm. Is that when you do use the res um, device, whether it's a resurrection circle in the arcane or mm-hmm. whatever, you don't, you aren't resed at a hundred percent of your health and you endurance like you do at the hospital. Usually, by the time I drop off stuff, grab inspirations, and head back, I'm usually not fully recharged. Mm-hmm. And like I said, if you're in the sewers or a place like that where you're going to drop right back in the middle of a possible spawn. You do want to take that little second to, you know, rest up. Yeah. So you can hit the ground, take off running, and not get taken out immediately. Mm -hmm. So sorry for that little interruption. So who can use a base? Basically, anybody with the base access right in your SG, if they have City of Villains. Mm -hmm. 
which most everybody does, unless you're right. a brand new person having bought COH or COV off the shelf, mm-hmm. you still only have that standalone. When they gave everybody access to both sides, it was at that point with whoever had a created account. Right. So unless you buy Good versus Evil, the dual pack, mm-hmm. you're not going to have supergroup access. Yeah. Or I'm sorry, SG base access. In the history of the game, bases came with the release of City of Villains. Mm-hmm. So people who only had heroes didn't have base access. Right. Um, but the villains did. That was actually something that some friends of ours are really excited about because they've mm-hmm. been playing for four years, mm-hmm. but they haven't been playing recently. And so we talked about, oh, you know, just, you know, you can join our SG and move around easier. And they're like, oh, well, we can't access the bases because we don't have COV. And I said, oh, yes, you can. <laughs> you do and so they were really <laughs> excited that they get that now. But mm-hmm. if you just bought it on eBay or something standalone, one side, COH, right. you don't get that. So. GVE. So, in addition, coalitions with the base access right can access your base. Coalition members can use the telepads, invention crafting table, and invention salvage unit. They cannot use any of the other storage or crafting devices or the reser. Right. How do you get a base? Well, you need a supergroup. The bases are not individual bases. Right. And, of course, you need to be level 10 to create a supergroup. What you do by going to the Supergroup Registrar in the Alice Park City Hall building. Mm-hmm. Is there a representative in Galaxy? Not that just I know. Alice? I, I think it's an... I haven't... I don't ever spend a lot of time in Galaxy, yeah, but it's, it's Alice, Alice Park. And then, yeah. I'm 900%. I mean, 99% <laughs> sure. 99.9% sure that right. it's not in Galaxy City. I haven't verified that, but in my mind, it's not there. And someone will let us know. Alice Park only. So you need enough prestige to actually have a useful base. Right. The size of your plot, placing items, and just about everything else costs prestige. Including adding rooms. Right. And of course, prestige is different than influence. Mm -hmm. Influence is your personal monies. Prestige is supergroup money. Right. And it's earned by members of your supergroup playing in SG mode. Right. Now, you can convert influence to prestige right true i don't recommend it because you get a two percent exchange rate yeah it's expensive it is ridiculous Mm -hmm. so meaning if you if you convert 100 influence to prestige you get two prestige Mm -hmm. so don't do it (laughs) you do get some free prestige bumps Mm -hmm. with your first 15 sg members right each of them will earn the SG 20,000 prestige just for joining. Mm-hmm. So that's 300,000 prestige once you hit 15 members. Mm-hmm. After 15, you don't get the bump anymore. Right. And so that 300,000 is just enough to get you a functioning base with a telepad. Of course, if your SG ever drops below 15, that 20,000 is going to be deducted for each one that drops. Right. So once you have your SG and you have your some prestige saved up, you're going to head uh, back to that supergroup registrar and select the option for a base permit. Once you have your permit, you enter your base at any of the base portals found in the regular zones. The green circle with a white P on your map. And how do you keep a base? Mm-hmm. Well, you got to pay rent. Yeah. <laughs> or upkeep. Once a month which costs prestige when prompted at the Supergroup Registrar in Atlas Park. It's important to note that rent is the only thing that takes your prestige permanently. Right. 
once you pay the rent, that prestige is gone forever. When you are increasing the size of your plot or placing items, prestige is deducted. But when you delete items or change things around, you get 100% of it back. And it's also good to note that only those with permission allowing it can pay the base upkeep. It's one of the SG options. Permi- or, the permissions. Right. When you look at the ranks mm-hmm. within your SG, that's one of the rights you can give people. If you don't pay your rent on time, your base is not deleted. You could still access it for a certain amount of time. There's a grace period. I don't remember what it is, but it was kind of lengthy. Mm-hmm. However, your power gets shut off. So Mm -hmm. none of your powered devices are going to work. So you can't use telepads, crafting tables, Mm -hmm. etc. I don't even think the reser works. No, because the reser takes power too. Mm -hmm. So this takes us to basic base design. Uh, You need to have the base editor privilege in your SG, which is another thing you set in the ranks. And I'm just going to really quickly insert that whoever your SG leader is, you need to be very, Mm -hmm. very careful about who you allow to have the base edit access and who you promote to that level. Right. There's a whole other side story that we can go into when you're done. Yeah. About the dangers. Yeah. 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 So just be cautious. Don't give base edit. And I've seen that base edit privileges given to everybody and that can cause a lot of problems. Yeah. Go ahead. Whoever has that right can delete storage devices, Delete storage devices, which makes the salvage go away forever. Yeah. I've never tested that theory and I guess that I should, but my assumption is once you delete a storage device, if it has stuff in it, it's just gone. In a way, it seems like since you get the hundred percent of prestige back for selling items, how much damage can somebody really do? But when they're dumping salvage for good, yeah, yeah, that's, that hurts. I guess I should test that though. Like kind of do a verification. I'll put a device and drop in like an inspiration and see if it lets me delete it. Mm Mm-hmm. It can be messy Mm -hmm. to recover from if somebody gets mad. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. If you have the base editor rights, when you go, when you enter the entryway of your base, there's going to be a little base edit button that pops up. There's also buttons for upgrading the plot and adding personal items, which I'll explain a little later. Once you enter the base edit mode, there is a new user interface that pops up. Basically, your main interface gets divided into a number of windows. There's the room overview window, the attribute editor, and the item selection bar. The item selection bar appears at the bottom of the screen and provides several editing modes. One for creating rooms. This mode permits you to add and remove rooms from the plot to move existing rooms and alter the ceiling and floor levels of the individual rooms. The pick style mode permits you to select segments of a room and choose styles for it. These include both selecting the pattern for a given segment of the room, like changing the wall pattern, and the colors for that segment. Right. And that's one of the areas that gets very complicated, because you can raise the roof, (laughs) uh, lower the floor, change the molding, Mm -hmm. all kinds of crazy stuff. That's where I spend hours. (laughs) Yeah. It's ridiculous. Hours. (laughs) And the uh, place item mode which allows you to place, move, and remove normal items from the plot. Placing personal items requires selecting the place personal item editing option from the entryway. In addition to these choices, the item selection bar also displays a selection of items dependent upon the current editing mode. So if you're in room mode, you see all the different room options. If you're in style mode, you see all the different style options. Items, there's tabs for different types of items. Yeah. 
And that's and, pretty self-explanatory yeah. when you see it. And it also, when you're looking at the items or the rooms, choosing the design and the color, the style, doesn't cost anything. Mm-hmm. If you go to Ant to add either a power device or a potted plant or bathroom doors or you know a message board, it costs something. Everything besides the design costs something. Adding right. rooms, adding items costs you something, as Chooch said. If you have the prestige to purchase that item, Mm -hmm. then it's white. If you don't have the prestige to purchase that item, then the price is red. Mm -hmm. So if you're trying to add something and the price is red and it's not letting you, it's because you don't have enough prestige. And all the prices are right there underneath the On the the items, items. right. It's really clear, but I just wanted to clarify the white Mm -hmm. and the red. And there's so many items to choose from. You guys can literally spend hours playing. It's so much fun. It's like Barbie (laughs) Dreamhouse. That's what I call it. Yeah. Playing with my Barbie Dreamhouse. So another quick word on plots. Mm-hmm. The base plot determines how large your base is going to be, how many items you can place in each room, and what kinds of items can be placed. Mm-hmm. There are two main types of bases, hidden and secure. Right. There are ten different hidden base plots and seven different secure plots. Mm-hmm. Each one gets bigger and bigger and costs more initial prestige and more rent. Exactly. That's where the scary part comes in. (laughs) (laughs) The size of your base determines how many different rooms you'll be able to create. But as mentioned, the restriction of the number of items you can place is based on whether it's a hidden or secure base. Mm -hmm. Secure bases allow placing more items than hidden bases. And secure mainly, you want to look at that price if you're rating Mm -hmm. SG. That's the main difference there. That's why it's secure. Now, this only applies to the number of specific things. For instance, any base allows as many decorative items, tables, chairs, potted plants, that you can cram in it. Right. (laughs) What is restricted is the number of control items, dimensional anchors, energy items, workshops, and batteries, Mm -hmm. all of which will be explained as we go. Right. So you start with the free, tiny hidden spot, (laughs) which requires no rent, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't really do anything either. Well, yeah. When you first get it created. Right. It's just a room. Yeah. It's got the room with the little portal portal to leave. Yeah. <laughs> it's like porting into a closet. Yes. <laughs> with no clothes. <laughs> so important to pretty much any base is energy and control. Mm-hmm. Every base needs energy and control to work. Mostly. Right. If you're just doing a storage base, mm-hmm. like you just simply want to be able to drop, drop off your stuff, you don't care about resing or anything telepads. Then you can just do that Mm -hmm. without any power or anything. Right. No crafting, no nothing, but yeah, storage. Energy is provided by things like generators and supply the base with power. Control consumes energy Mm -hmm. to provide management to your base devices. Nearly everything in a base needs both energy and control to function, except for storage devices like Viv said. And decorative. Yeah. There are energy control meters visible in the user interface. The energy bar on the left-hand side will display the current amount of energy available to you and how much of it you're using. Energy can be gathered from generators and crystals. The control bar located on the right will display the current amount of control available to you and how much of it you're using. Control can be converted from energy by mainframes and crystals. I guess that's something to mention, too, that the two primary themes or styles of bases Mm -hmm. are either a tech base or or an arcane base. Mm -hmm. 
So tech bases, computers, and generators. Industrial kind mm-hmm. of looking. Yeah. And arcane is more circle of thorny. Yeah. It's all crystals and Castle walls, magic things medieval and kind of options. And, and you can like mix that. and match them together. Totally, yeah. And we do that in ours. Mm-hmm. Now going back to those meters for control and power, mm-hmm. I've seen some people have some confusion with that. It's basically a green bar and a red bar. If you have put in devices, but put in no power or control devices yet to provide power and control, Mm -hmm. then you just have red because it's saying, I'm drawing off this energy and control and it's not there. So the device will not work. Okay. If you drop in control or power devices, you'll get that green bar extended Mm -hmm. and it'll show green bar for how much power you are providing with the devices you've currently put in. Mm -hmm. And it'll show you a red bar for what you have in the base that's draining off that power and control. And you always have to keep that green and red at least equal, Mm -hmm. if not green, more, more red than green. Because as soon as you go more red than green, then you have devices not working. Whatever you've just added won't work. Right. So you want to be aware of that. You can't just drop in to the tiny hidden spot for res circles and a telepad. It's not going to work. You Mm -hmm. don't have enough power and control for that size of a plot. Mm-hmm. So that's just all it is. Green bar is what you are providing, whether it's power or control. Red is what is draining it off. So mm-hmm. you have to make sure that those numbers are at least equal, like I said, or green is a little bit ahead. Right. As soon as you're more red than green, you've got stuff not working. Now, to be functional, every base needs items. And you place items in rooms. Some items can only be placed in specific room types. Very important point. Yeah. So as you're creating rooms, there are different room types. So there's like a oversight room. Right. Which is where you put your mainframes. Well, the oversight room is for your little starter mini base, your your tiny hidden spot base. Oh, that's right. It's the combo room. There's an inner... You have all these different types of rooms. Mm -hmm. There's the medical... Right category of rooms where you would put an infirmary or I can't remember what the other ones are called. That's where you'll put your resurrection device Mm -hmm. and you can put um, a storage device in a a medical room also. And you can also put like a tree of wonders or medical. Eh, That's a whole lot of other stuff. Auto doc. Right. That'll be later. Um, And then you've got like a workshop. You can put workshop devices in there, whether it's storage, Mm -hmm. whether it's crafting Mm -hmm. workshop items to craft things. And then you've got, like, an energy room is another category. Do you break down into this later? No, not really. Okay, so then you've got an energy category of rooms. And that's where you will put soul energy devices. Mm -hmm. Like, your generators and stuff. Yeah. Then you've got your power, or I'm sorry, your control rooms Mm -hmm. is another category of rooms. And I say category because there are various sizes for various prices, various Mm -hmm. shapes, depending on how big you can go. Mm -hmm. So if you're doing the tiny hidden spot free, no upkeep, you're going to be getting the smaller rooms to make everything fit, to make it functional. Mm -hmm. So you've got a power category of rooms. You can only put power devices in there. You cannot put an electric generation device in Mm -hmm. there. I think it's the control room that you can add a storage device to. One of those you can add a storage device to, but it's not like you can turn it into a workshop. Right, right, right. And then you've got... Another, the the best option and really the only option for making, in my opinion, like a functional tiny base with no upkeep and Mm -hmm. no cost is to use the oversight room. Mm -hmm. 
which is a big room. It takes up a nice chunk on your plot, so you have to know that going into it. And it allows you to put in a combo unit mm -hmm. that provides a certain amount, a, a minimum amount of power and control. Mm -hmm. So instead of having an energy room and a, a control room, you can mm -hmm. have one room that does both things, but it's a, it's a very low amount of output that mm -hmm. it has. But then you only have to put one device in. So yeah. it gives you that cheaper alternative for just getting, you know, if you if it's just you and a friend building an SG and you're loading all your alts in to get the max number of prestige, mm -hmm. but you aren't going to have any huge prestige earnings like the mega super huge SGs, mm -hmm. and you want to maintain it on a low amount of prestige, then this is what you would do. You would get the tiny spot, no upkeep, drop in an oversight room, drop in a combo unit, and then you've got enough power to do mm -hmm. the basics. And then, of course, the transportation rooms where you put your telepads. And right. And the transportation rooms, you can only put in either the telepad or the beacon. Mm -hmm. And you talk about that in a minute, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And there are more categories of rooms, but those are the most functional ones. Mm -hmm. Items that have a function and a base work in one of two ways. They're either a core item or an auxiliary item. Mm -hmm. A core item will operate on its own. Some require energy or control or both to function. Most, but not all, core items allow you to connect auxiliary items to them. An auxiliary item will not function on its own at all. In order to function, it must be placed in a room that has an item of a type it connects to. Like you can add a device, a generator, to a, um, a power category room. And if that's not generating enough power for what you need, then mm -hmm. you can add auxiliary power devices that will bump up mm -hmm. your power output, yeah. is what that means. An auxiliary item doesn't have to be placed right next to the core item. It just has to be somewhere in the room. Right. Each core item will only connect to a set maximum number of auxiliary items. Right. Any after that will not function. An item will only ever be an auxiliary item or a core item, never both. Right. Anna stated some core items do not allow any connections at all. When editing a base, you can see which items are connected to each other by clicking on one of them. When a core item is selected... All auxiliary items connected to it will have a yellow selection box around them. Mm -hmm. Similarly, when an auxiliary item is selected, the core item it is attached to will have a yellow selection box. Right. And that's also how you make sure that you have your telepads and your beacons lined up in mm -hmm. a logical fashion. Because I always have mine next to the telepad so you can tell what zones the telepad goes to before you hop on and click on them. Mm -hmm. So you, that's how you make sure that they're set up and aligned correctly. Now, all items fall into a specific category, which determines what type of a room it can be placed in. Mm -hmm. One category is the decorative item, which is basically unlimited except by floor, wall, and ceiling space, however much you can cram in. Right. And prestige. Um, <laughs> yeah. Most decorative items are only like 100. Yeah, they're cheap. And they can be placed in any type of room. A major source. And I'm going to interrupt you again because that's what I do. Uh -huh. of frustration for base designers is the footprint that items take and your limitations on how and where you can place them. Mm -hmm. So just be prepared to be frustrated. There are yeah. a lot of limitations. For instance, there are things that look like tables that you cannot stack things on. Yeah, You have to go to counter type. And it gets complicated to place items on top. Like mm -hmm. if you go into a really well-designed base and they have like the med room and they'll have, you know, counters along the side and you'll see things like microscopes and beakers and all that kind of stuff. That can be very time consuming to set up mm -hmm. because many times the item itself will have a footprint 
that's about twice the size as the item is. So mm-hmm. you have to very carefully arrange items. And in my experience, for those of you that want to try this, stacking things on top of other items, it's easier to do that if they're up against a wall. Mm-hmm. Put a counter against a wall, stack items on it, and it's a lot easier than if you have it in the middle of a room and you try to stack items on it. That will that will make you old really fast. Well, it, and it's a weird thing because it's three-dimensional, yeah. and so it's hard to get perspective. Yeah. And everything is kind of cookie-cutter or yeah. tile-based. Yeah. If anybody's done any kind of game design like Neverwinter Nights mm-hmm. or the sims or whatever so um yeah there are a lot of limitations but there are some amazing things that you can do within those limitations and that's a discussion for a more advanced kind of look at it but (laughs) i did want to say that you can stack some items but you have to be kind of patient Mm -hmm. so other categories energy and energy auxiliary supply power to your base control control auxiliary supply control to your base Startup, a special one-time category combining both energy and control in one small efficient package. That's what we were just talking about. Mm -hmm. Workshop and workshop auxiliary items allow construction of other items. Mm -hmm. Empowerment allow you to create long-duration buffs Mm -hmm. out of base components salvage. Yeah, those are awesome. Defense and defense auxiliary, static defenses for your base, which is used to protect the base during raids. Medical and medical auxiliary healing items for recovering from defeats. Teleport and teleport beacons for teleporting to other zones. Most items are available to purchase through the item selection bar. However, some items must be built from base salvage. Mm -hmm. This is where that place personal item option from the entry room comes in. Mm -hmm. The main personal item you're going to want to build are telepads. Mm -hmm. So you can use your base to get around. The details of building items is really out of the scope of the discussion here, but I'll cover the basics real quick for uh, building a telepad. Cool. And I will add that the radiation emulators or the the, sim- the similar items on the arcane side where you build those empowerment mm-hmm. buffs, you can also craft higher level ones if you have the right salvage. So oh, this cool. is you would follow the same steps. So you can buy the radiation emulator, you know, regular textile empowerment buff station. Mm-hmm. And then later you can add a higher, there's like a tier two, and I know there's a tier three. I don't know what's above that. And they give you more bang for your buck on Mm -hmm. the buffs. But you would craft them in a similar fashion to how Chooch is going to explain about the telepads. Mm -hmm. So to build a telepad, your base needs to have a workshop. Mm -hmm. And in the workshop, you need to place a workbench and make sure you have the right salvage components on you. And that can get tricky. Yeah. but So when you click on the workbench... In its little user interface, you get a list of items that you can build, and then it, it's similar to doing IOs where mm. it'll it tell tells you, you which you components need. you need. Mm. It only gets complicated because it doesn't look at what you have and say, okay, out of all of your salvage, you can build this many of you know right, the tech power right. or whatever. You have to look at each category. For the Furbolg straw and this, you can build this many. So it's that is time consuming, mm-hmm. and I wish that they would simplify that, but they they haven't. So yeah. it it can that part can take a little while to build the tech power and the tech hardware and all whatever those categories are the the um the components right. that you build from the salvage. The components themselves are used to create the telepads. Well, once you do it a couple times, it's... it's I mean, you understand the process. It's a simple process, but no matter how long you've been doing it, it's still Mm time-consuming. So once you build your components and you can build your telepad, head back to the entryway and Mm -hmm. select that place personal item option. You have to exit out of the design mode to do that, by the way. Mm -hmm. 
and you will have a telepad in your item selection bar. Mm-hmm. So you're going to place that inside a teleportation room. Now you have to run over to that room, buy a beacon, and place the beacon and link it to the telepad. First, you have to edit out of the place the personal item mode, go back into the edit base <laughs> mode. And yeah. also, like if you put that telepad down, it stays there. You can't move it until you exit the place personal item screen mm-hmm. and then go into the edit base screen. Mm-hmm. Once it's there, you can move it. Anybody can move it that right. has the base access, that base edit access. Right. But you can't attach the beacon or anything like that until you go back into yeah. base design mode. Each telepad can have two different beacons linked to it, mm-hmm. so they can go to two different places. Mm-hmm. And, of course, you will only have beacons available if you have hit all of the exploration badges in a zone while you are in SG mode. Right, so you have to hit each exploration badge in Atlas Park in SG mode to get the beacon for Atlas Park. Mm-hmm. Same thing for Talos. Every exploration badge in SG mode to get the Talos beacon. And they're not going to carry over with you to a different SG. Right. So if you quit one SG and join another or create a new SG of your mm-hmm. own, those beacons aren't going to come with you. You have to go and hit get the exploration again. points again in SG mode. Yeah. And it's kind of frustrating the second time because you don't get the little badge notification yeah. thingy in the middle of your screen. You don't know that you've gotten in the right spot to get the top yeah. dog badge. Since you've, you've already, already earned it, it before. Yeah. So eh. be patient, jump up and down, circle around it a few times, and then go on to the next <laughs> badge. <laughs> I say this from experience. And so voila, you've got a beacon. Link the bacon. 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 Listen to you. Link the beacon to the telepad, and from now on you can TP. Yep, and again using that trick that he said before of selecting on the item to see what it's linked to if you have more than one telepad in a room mm-hmm. and you're trying to get, say, Steel and Skyway on one telepad and Atlas and Galaxy City on another one that are in the same room, you can get them lined up the mm-hmm. way you want by moving them around that way and watching for the yellow. Yeah, we usually link up our pads, our beacons and pads in a logical progression by yeah. how tough the zones are yeah. if they're in proximity to each other. Yeah. That just I'm makes sure. it easier to find them when you're running through the base. Yeah, and I'm sure there's a whole bunch of other strategies. but mm-hmm. Alphabetical order or something, <laughs> I don't know. But this is what works for us. We're simple. <laughs> I wanted to mention real quick something about uh, room segments. Okay. Another major part of base building is the aesthetics of your rooms. And mm-hmm. this is how I was talking about lowering and raising the roof and all of that kind of thing. How high is the ceiling? What color and styles are the walls? Where are the lights? Where are the light sources? What color are they? And it's totally out of the scope of this basic introduction. It's yeah. a huge topic on its own. Yeah. And so we'll definitely cover it in a future advanced base building feature. Yeah. <laughs> and finally, I wanted to mention real fast that there is a way to build a small rent-free base. Mm-hmm. I've done it many times. One that you do not need to worry about constantly earning prestige mm-hmm. or else things are going to get turned off. So basically the small rent-free base is going to include an oversight center for power and control, an infirmary to recover from being defeated, a teleport chamber with one telepad. We just, we have all the beacons and we just 
edit the beacon on the fly, depending on where we need to go. <laughs> oh, we need to run to Peregrine, move the beacon. Yeah, because it's just it's us. Kind of a cheat. There's a couple of other people in there, and that's on our alt server. Mm-hmm. So we never, we don't even have all the beacons there yet because we haven't played that's that true. much there. That's on Infinity, which is our alt server. That's true. That's our, oh my gosh, our servers are down. Let's go to the other coast yeah. servers. So we built one there. <laughs> but it's got one telepad. Yeah. And we can just change, swap out the beacons as we the, need, since it's just us and and our you know married group friends. The cheapskate option, yeah. <laughs> and a large workshop which allows nine storage devices mm-hmm. and three workshop items, the which items. allow the crafting tables, right? And no rent, and no rent. It's pretty functional, and I, and I really like the way it's really simple. That base, you know, I think the highest character we have on that server is a level ten. Or maybe 11. I may have hit 11 with my Illusion Imp. Mm-hmm. But I would say that I did have a couple of items that I wanted to say that I thought were kind of crucial for a tiny base. Mm-hmm. And that would be the first thing that I always drop in is a workshop that has you know places for storage. Because I think that the salvage storage device, I think it's 15,000 prestige, mm-hmm. if I remember correctly. I'm sure I'll be corrected if I'm wrong. I think it's really cheap. And you can drop it in there, and as people join and play, they can drop in their base salvage. Mm-hmm. And then you can use that to craft the telepads. Because mm-hmm. if you're going to a new server, you don't have salvage with you, unless yeah. you're transferring a character from another server fully loaded with money and stuff, right. salvage and stuff. Then you don't have anything, and it takes a long time to gather that. So the first thing I always drop in is a salvage storage device. People can just drop stuff in as they earn it. And if you have the permissions set correctly, you really have to make sure the permissions are set to your benefit mm-hmm. for your for your SG. But the other would be an enhancement storage, actually, because some of those enhancements carry a pretty decently high value. So you can drop some in there so that when you bring someone out of the character build mm-hmm. at level one or outbreak at level two, then you have an immediate source of income of money for them without having to go through, okay, you log in, I'll transfer funds to you and then transfer them over. Right. It's just right there sitting there to be sold or auctioned off. So those are the two things I always drop in first. And then I go for other things later. Mm-hmm. And luckily, we built that one on Infinity right before the Prestige bump. So we were sitting golden. But yeah. And when we had it for, we had it for a couple of months before that bump. And that was what I did. It's just mainly to catch the salvage to move around between the characters. Because before that, you're really only running around Atlas Park anyways in zones yeah. that have trains. So. And I think that that's probably it for the beginning because you can't build anything without having to hit the auction house without all that salvage. So it's a big help to have that in place. Mm-hmm. Cool. So there is our basic base building. And I'm sure <laughs> we're going to get a lot of comments on that. We did not go into a lot of detail. We hit the stuff that occurred to us mm-hmm. as being important kind of things that you need to get started. There's a huge wealth, I mean, an overwhelming wealth of information. There are whole channels set up, set up to base design and sharing all the knowledge and stuff. There are even people that you can go to and pay them in-game money Mm -hmm. to design your base. You give them base edit rights, and I've seen some amazing things, things that I never would have imagined. And you can look around and steal those ideas like I have, (laughs) or you can pay somebody to do it for you. But it's, it's endless, the ability that you have to design and and customize your base. It's really Mm -hmm. cool. So we know that there's a lot more, but this is what we're covering today. So, (laughs) yeah. And in the future, we'll, like we said, we'll do a more advanced one. It'll go into a lot of that. More customizable stuff. Right. Mm Mm-hmm.
Managers, do you have problems with workers coming in late, leaving early, and taking too long of a lunch break? Let's face it, employees these days are not hardworking. They're too busy checking email, reading blogs, chatting with their new friend in Sweden, who's really a hairy guy from Duluth, or, God forbid, listening to podcasts to be of any real use to you. This is where Zombink can help you. We are, among other things, a zombie placement service that will supply you with workers that will work tirelessly around the clock. They don't need breaks. They don't need social security. And if there's a workplace accident, there's none of that pesky short-term disability or lawsuits. Simply return the damaged zombie to us and you'll be supplied with a new one. Think of Zombink when you see that lifeless, uninterested look in your living employee's eyes. At least with zombies, that lifeless, uninterested look will be on the face of a hard worker. Zombink can supply you with workers for construction, farming, security, janitorial services, and web design. And we're adding new services every month. Please visit our website at zombink.net to order your own service today. Clients of Zombink are responsible for the well-being of their human employees, customers, and visitors. Employ zombies at your own risk. All mutilations, dismemberments, death, or the transfer of the zombie curse are the responsibility of the client, not Zombink. You're hiring zombies. What do you expect? So before we get to comments, I wanted to talk about the listener meetup. I really wanted to say a special thanks before we get started to Cobra Lily, who joined up with a high-level kinetic mm-hmm. character and then immediately exempt onto one of the teams. And then when it became painfully clear that we didn't have enough healers, <laughs> well then, good old Cobra Lily, unexempt, dropped the team and followed us to heal yeah. us. And gave us all, was just, recycling through with the buffs and the heels, and yeah, we were awesome. able to run through there forever. So we <laughs> met up at like, I think it was 4 o'clock Eastern time was our meetup time, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And we were really shocked to log in in front of Miss Liberty and see a pretty big group of people standing yeah. there. And it was like, what are they all here for? Because <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking, well, I hope that we get enough people for a team. Right. Or hopefully, maybe, too, we could pick up some other people to have a decent run through the sewers. Right. And there were, like, a lot of people. And so we literally, (laughs) well, I think you went running up. I was still trying to figure out who I was going to play. I'd built a couple different characters. Mm -hmm. I'd built an empathy defender, because that's usually what people don't build to take into the sewers. Mm -hmm. So I built one of those. I also built a blaster and I think a tanker or something. Okay. And was just kind of like... Wow, that's a lot of people. I wonder what they're here for. <laughs> and you were like, "Oh, look, there's so and so, and there's so and so," and you're right. naming people that we had, you know, figured they out. Recognized from the forums. Or... Yeah, they had posted names or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it was like, "Are they all here to play?" <laughs> it was so surprising. <laughs> we ended yeah. up with not full teams, right? But I wanted us split into four teams so that if other people showed up, they could join. But we had mm-hmm. almost four full teams. And there were more people that trickled in after we yeah. got going because we it took a while to get. Kind of say hi and gather together and get going. So it was like five when we really 
It was at least 4.30 because, again, mm -hmm. we didn't expect that many people to show yeah, up. Yeah, that was awesome. So we were like, okay, how do we do this? How do we divvy it up? Okay, what do we have? How many you know people do we have that can heal? And how many tankers right. do we have? And it was pretty surprising. Yeah. It was kind of nerve-wracking. Because <laughs> it's like, oh, wait, we should have had a plan. Right. <laughs> we thought we'd have one team and we would follow the usual plan. I and I and So I just created the one character. I had decided I wanted to do a scrapper because it's the generic right. jump in there, do some damage character. Take some damage. So I had the goofy concept in my head of creating Ronald McCloud. <laughs> it would be the mixture of Ronald McDonald and Connor McCloud. <laughs> From and Highlander. so I made a broadsword, no, a katana scrapper. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> and I was like, is that really what you're wearing? <laughs> katana regen, since it's. Yeah, I did my standard immortal. wifely role. That's what you're wearing to the party? Are you serious? You're going as Ronald McDonald. And used all red and yellow colors. So he was very clown like. Yes, he was. But was rocking the kilt. Yeah. And the shoulder cape with the Celtic design. Right. Yeah, you were, honey. You were very clearly, yeah. And, uh, so, yeah, he was, yeah. It was cool, though. With his battle cry. His battle cry was going to be, there can be only one, do you want fries with that? <laughs> but it wouldn't fit. <laughs> it wouldn't fit in the amount of space you have for battle cry. So, his was, there can be only fun. <laughs> That's my baby, guys. He's mine. And he died a lot. Yeah. No, he was defeated a lot. Thank you for fixing that. We got lots of wakeys. <laughs> yeah. And then Cobra then threw me an invite to the SG so I could use the res. Nice. <laughs> the base res. And, of course, in sewers, you pop right back up where you yeah. left off. <laughs> yeah. That was awesome. That helped because, yeah, he was having a... He was vertically challenged. <laughs> he kept going horizontal. <laughs> It's because of all the fast food and junk and, you know, mm. you just don't have that endurance because you're always eating fries. I was just being goofy since it was the level one. I was yeah. just charging into big groups that, that so I shouldn't fun. have been. <laughs> we had such a great time, though. And everybody was patient with us as we were all agog with the number of people and having to plan it. But um, we got everything gathered up and everybody joined up. And I'm glad it took us that long because there were people that were kind of slow getting to us. They thought we had... So I guess since we had said that we play on champions, they oh, went to right. champion server first. And nobody was there. Yeah. So <laughs> some people took some time to trickle over. So I'm glad it took mm -hmm. us a little while. And plus, we just got to chat and, and mm -hmm. hang out with people, which was really Man. fun. <laughs> Troy Hickman was in the house when he was <laughs> cracking me up the whole time. Yeah. He just drops those one-liners. It's so funny. Who's been absent from the forums? Where are you, Troy? We Troy, miss you. We miss you. <laughs> I mean, you know, are we being shunned? Have you found another podcast? No. I'm a little heartbroken. Hmm. And Anyways. I want to get that new, he's got a new <laughs> comic book series coming yeah. out. So we need, we need some info, Troy, because we really want to pimp your new projects. So yeah. Come on, man. Let us pimp for you. You hit level 10, didn't you? I think so. Yeah. No, I hit level nine. And, and then afterwards, yeah, somebody had gone with me mm -hmm. to run through some police scanner missions. And then, yeah, you hung out for quite a while. Because <laughs> we figured we could create an SG. Yeah. And then do another get together. Yeah. And instead of doing sewers, we'll go take on something else. Yeah. And then we'll have this SG just to... Muck about. And be able to communicate. Yeah. Have an SG channel and... 
in the sewers, it was cool to do the local chat, but as soon as someone would get defeated and go back to the hospital, if there wasn't a wakey available mm-hmm. or something like that, we would lose touch with them, lose contact with and them. And somebody had the great idea of starting a global channel, but yeah. it gives you global handle. Yeah, and that's something that we didn't want to do, and it didn't yeah. occur to me until after I already joined the global channel, and then I had to quit, and I had to explain <laughs> why I quit. Because Chooch goes, uh, can't they see you're global? And I'm like, no, it's just, Whoa. <laughs> So yeah. I'm sorry if I insulted Nothing that person, personal. It's just kind of one of our but policies. We have, and we have, it's not just us. We have kids play on our accounts. Mm-hmm. So sometimes our tween will play and sometimes a nephew or another nephew will play. Yeah. And it's just to protect them. We're, mm-hmm. we're those parents. Just deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> so there was nothing personal other than that's just our general policy. Yeah. So as the as the afternoon wore on, some more people would drop and we merged and then got into mm-hmm. smaller and smaller teams. And yeah. Still hacked our way through and went back and forth up to the top and then yeah. leveled up and then head back in. And I'd never gone that deep into sewers before. That's definitely the furthest that I've ever gone. Yeah, we were hacking through stuff. We, yeah, we were moving at a good clip. I mean, we were over 25 <laughs> people when we started. Mm-hmm. Although we hit that first group and we all pretty much... I didn't even ding two before I had to go to the hospital. <laughs> that first group was painful. Oh, that's true. Because yeah. there was... We did... We had... I can't remember how many of which type, but we had at least one rad healer, you Mm -hmm. know, rad or a heal. We also had the dark heal and we had Cobra Lily and there was another kinetic, Mm. but I think there were only two empaths. And when you have 25 plus people Mm -hmm. and of course everybody's spread out because you've got people Mm -hmm. going in melee, you've got blasters hanging back. We hit a wall really fast, <laughs> and we all went face down. Not everybody, but most everybody. Yeah. <laughs> so thanks again to Cobra Lily. That made that a lot more enjoyable, and we just talked in local yeah. so that Cobra Lily could participate and keep resing us. It was so fun. That so was the most either... fun I've had in a long time, and I, I could not say that enough. Literally the most fun that I had had ever doing sewers and the most fun I'd had in a long time mm-hmm. because you didn't have to worry about anything. There's no debt yeah. to worry about. We all just got to go out and have fun. Mm-hmm. It was awesome. So maybe the next one we'll break into teams and run through the the radio missions mm-hmm. so everybody can get Raptor Packs. Yeah. Or maybe just jump straight in and roll through Perez, roll around the perimeter and just bust skulls. Well, depending on when <laughs> we do the next meetup, mm-hmm. the new Hollow Zone. Yeah, I-12 should be launched by the time we get our stuff together. To yeah. <laughs> well, we're doing Balticon, and we're doing, we've are doing we got a lot of stuff going on. We've so got a lot going I'm on. I'm sure I-12 will be launched by then. Yeah. So, yeah, we could take in the because new Because Posse said before summer. So mm-hmm. We're definitely busy until summer starts. Rock the new hollows. We actually got a couple of comments from the listener meetup, too. So I'm going to go ahead and read them. All right. Eldritch Fire. Slash cry. Damn work preventing me from being there. Slash sob. Slash whine. <laughs> Next time, Eldritch Fire. Next time. <laughs> An immortal Amazon. Super fun. Very awesome. Can't wait for the next one. Bring burgers and cheesecake. <laughs> <laughs> and Cobra Lily says, It was such a fun gathering. Thanks so much for organizing today's event. Totally our pleasure. We had mm-hmm. such a blast. And Country Boy, darn it, I couldn't make it this time. See previous comment to Eldritch Fire <laughs> next time. <laughs> Hopefully mm. you guys can make it next time. Yeah. Going into our regular comments. Mm-hmm. 
And this name I'm going to mangle. <laughs> Bora Wars says, I am also trying to download the file three nights in a row now. I cannot listen to it streamed since my connection is really bad. Anyone have an alternative download for me? That's in reply to the special episode three um, Hero One interview. Mm -hmm. And you actually have a fix for that. I hope. I haven't heard anything back, so I'm guessing it worked. Yeah. So what I did, there were a couple different people that had problems downloading because they had spotty internet. Right. I believe it was that comment. They were in... One of them was in South Africa or somewhere that had really bad internet. Right. South Africa. Can you believe that? We've got somebody listening in South Africa. That's been crazy. I clicked the Google Analytics, and there were people in 22 different countries wow. that were downloading the show. Awesome. For the interview, right? We had huge well, downloads for Probably the for the interview, yeah. but I'm talking in the last week, there were people from 22 different countries that wow. hit the site. And they're probably coming from Massively and MMORPG and all these right. different people that linked. But yeah, anyways. So <laughs> people Gosh. were having problems downloading because they had spotty internet connections. So normally I encode the show at a pretty high bit rate so we have really good sound quality. Right. And you end up with some pretty big files. And mm -hmm. my thought was, you know, it's probably mostly U.S. listeners. And right. people that play MMOs generally have pretty good internet connections. Right. So I felt okay using a higher quality. So mm -hmm. we get, you know, each episode is like 50 megabytes or 70 megabytes. So what I did is when these people were having problems, I re-encoded the show at a very low bit rate. So it's worse sound quality. Mm -hmm. The voices still come across pretty good, but the music is, you know, kind of scratchy. So lesser sound quality. And I also split it into two parts mm. so you could download two separate pieces. Gotcha. And that brought the chunks down to like uh, 10 or 20 megabytes each. Cool. So the hope was that still lets you get the content and, and lesser quality, but then you still get to hear the interview. Nobody's come back saying they're still having problems. So mm. I'm hoping that that alleviated it. And we're not going to do that for every episode unless... They become regular users. Maybe I'll end up doing two feeds. I'll yeah. do a low-res feed and a regular feed. Some other yeah. shows do that if people are really interested it in that. It was a lot of work. I'm really, I think it's really cool that you did that. Yeah. Re-encoding isn't too bad. Mm -hmm. I could do two feeds fairly easily. So if there's a lot of people who have problems, who either have smaller MP3 players so they can't store that many shows. Right. Or if they have spotty internet and have problems downloading, then mm -hmm. I wouldn't mind doing two feeds. Yeah. If people really wanted it so that was is what the post the shrinky dink post was about <laughs> you were wondering sewage podcast shrinky dinks want because that's what i thought oh that would be awesome you didn't even tell me you were doing it so i was like shrinky dinks i haven't played with shrinky dinks church made us no that's the podcast thing so nod on may 13th in reply to episode 22 news and comments mm -hmm. i'm gonna let you guess what did nod say Yay, new cast. <laughs> Incidentally, didn't our friend Nod have his character at the listener yes. meetup? What was the name? Yay, new cast. <laughs> it was like, well, we know who that right is. Right away, knew exactly who that was. <laughs> that was so cool. <laughs> that was awesome. On May 13th, Nail Bunny, in reply to episode 22... The evil iTunes monkey strikes again, only 16 minutes long. Whoever does that meatwad voice, I see a future in small-time vacuum sales in a back alley. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, I had a couple people complain about, and maybe we should cover that for the new listeners. Yeah. The the, iTunes problem. Sometimes. For some people. iTunes cuts the shows short, and you only get either half. Yeah, well. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Our friend on another podcast was getting what we termed half-isodes. Yeah. (laughs) But, and it was a much shorter show. iTunes has this. Weird bug. Weird bug where it cuts shows off. And I talked to a bunch of different podcasters about it. And every podcaster says it's just the way it is. It just happens. There's nothing you can do about it. There's nothing you're doing wrong. Mm-hmm. It just And there's happens. nothing we can do to fix it. It's not as if it's in the feed wrong. Because mm-hmm. when he posts it because of this problem that we've had in the past, I obsessively go... Okay, it's there. It's in iTunes, mm-hmm. and it's the right length. And I know it's going to be the right length, even if that problem occurs. But it's mm-hmm. just something that my OCD does. Yeah. And so I already said, well, I already know that it was as long as it was supposed to be. And as far as I know, people who use other podcatchers, people who use Juice or, I don't know, there's a whole bunch of other programs out there. Yeah. Like 99% of people use iTunes right. because they've made it so easy. Mm, that's all I use. And it, yeah, it does that. And I'm really sorry. I wish, I wish there was something I could do, but even going through Apple's forums, they don't even address it anywhere. Hmm. You see a lot of people asking about it, but they don't even... there's never any fixes. There's, yeah, I don't know what it is. I don't know why it is. So if you repeatedly have that problem, because it seems like, like our friend Doug, at Geek Acres, mm-hmm. had that problem a lot with our other podcast that mm-hmm. we do. It happens to him almost every yeah. time we have an episode. So it seems like and if it would... happens to you once, it's going to happen again. Right. And so, so you would have to manually download off right. the site whenever there's a new show. So since that's happened to you, Nail Bunny, if it keeps happening, you might want to just, however, this magically thing allows you to get it from the website. It's the magic that I don't understand. <laughs> All I know is iTunes, but, you know, if it's still a problem for you, then grab it from the site, however that happens. There was a comment from another listener who said the last three shows in a row, it did it to them. Wow. And I hadn't heard of it really hitting anybody that frequently. Yeah, for a long time. Because when we first started, we thought, oh, we're really messing things up Mm -hmm. because people are But it's not anything that we have any control over. It's just an iTunes little hiccup. So So now, Bunny, if it keeps happening to you, let me know. And maybe we, you can help me do some troubleshooting. Yeah. Not that it's going to... I don't think it makes a difference because <laughs> a lot of podcasters before us have tried to fix this and haven't yeah. been able to figure it out. But as a techie, I got to know. <laughs> I need to know. I need yeah. to diagnose and troubleshoot and experiment. <laughs> Alrighty then. Moving on. <laughs> also in response to episode 22 from Fantastic Foe. Great cast today, covering the four-year anniversary and the impending open beta. At least it was impending when you were preparing the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I look forward to the buzz when I-12 hits live. Thank you, Fantastic Foe. We're really enjoying having you on our listener forums, too. Fantastic Foe has been all over the place. Uh Sent direct emails. Mm-hmm. And the join the forums, yeah. hit the comments, did an awesome. iTunes review. I know. Dude, you're awesome. We're just yeah. <laughs> and we have another comment from Fantastic Foe immediately following. Chooch, I hate to sound like a noob, noob or noob spelled three different ways. <laughs> but could you give me some but could you give some more details on how this page is used? That's mm. FO. And that was on the status page. Mm-hmm. So actually in the next post, 
Fantastic Foe says, Aha! I found the info on the site suggestions topic in the forum. I'll check out COH Titan and see if I can participate. <laughs> Best. And that is a new thing that you put into the listener forums that was suggested by Neuroshade? Yeah, Neuroshade in the forums had said, Hey, could we have a place where everybody can have their little banners that say when they're online and what server they're on? Mm-hmm. And it took me a while, but I finally made a page. Mm-hmm. And anybody who has given me their banners, I put it up there. And what I did, I didn't really explain it clearly. <laughs> clearly. <laughs> so I kind of said, hey, here's a place to put your Titan banners. Yeah. And we can see when everybody's online. Yeah. All right, yay. And then there was four or five banners up there. Yeah. So what I've done since I saw that post is I took, I copied out of the original form request. Mm-hmm. I copied Neuroshade's little quickie explanation. Mm-hmm. Hey, go get yourself yeah. a key. Get your banner going. So I plan on expanding on that and mm-hmm. doing a better explanation. Yeah, more thorough explanation of exactly why you want it. <laughs> if you want it, it's totally optional. It. Totally it's optional. not. If you join the listener <clears throat> forums, it doesn't show what server you're on or anything like that. If you choose to put it in there, mm-hmm. it'll show on there, and it can or cannot show your global, depending yeah. on what you want. We had done an episode on third-party tools where we covered this. So basically, you can hit run this third-party tool, and then it pops up this banner. It says, when you're online, it tells them what character you're on, what server you're on. And it's very flexible where you can turn off. By default, it actually shows your global name, so people can add you as a global buddy and talk to you. So you can turn off global. You can hide specific characters. Mm-hmm. So maybe there's a certain character that you run with an SG on a scheduled, you know, and you don't want to be extra right. social because you're already kid, social. Yeah, or if your kid uses your account yeah. and they've got one yeah, that you, you don't share want them with somebody share. else. And so you, it's very flexible. You can turn certain characters off. You mm-hmm. can hide them or you can leave everything on. You can hide a global or not. Mm-hmm. So that's what that's about yeah and now we've got i think six banners up there and it's pretty cool i haven't added mine on there i keep forgetting to yeah <laughs> i did all this work on getting the site set up and getting the page set up and i forgot to add mine yeah but i did go through and tweak my account did you i yeah. haven't done that yet so i can add my banner on there yeah and so it's a one stop where if people want to and i've done it see if people are on and Drop in, say hi, run a couple missions. Mm-hmm. Another comment in response to episode 22 from Crimson Archer. Mm. Okay, this is one of the best episodes I've heard. Not because of the content, although that is all pretty damn cool. But mm. Chuch and Viv really seem to hit their stride here. Seriously, guys, this is the best I've heard you. Funny, professional, witty, everything I'm looking for in podcast hosts. The experience of 22 plus episodes seems to be paying off, eh? <laughs> I was shocked to read that. That wow. was so nice. Yeah. It was like, oh, sweet. And so I did a slash eat blushes <laughs> in my reply <laughs> and the thanks. That was really nice. That yeah. definitely, yeah, that made my morning when I read that. It was like, <laughs> okay, I guess I can handle the laundry now. <laughs> yeah, thanks a lot. Yeah, that's so nice of you. Thanks. And then from Wendy. Another great cast as usual. Thanks so much for reading the email for our SG. That was totally awesome of you guys. <laughs> that was Wendy that had sent the email. Yeah. So we sent another email it. too. I've gotten a minute. Oh, oh <laughs> cool. And in reply to the post about the status page that Chooch just explained, Sinner Saint said, 
So cool. Thanks, guys. You're welcome. <laughs> You're very welcome. <laughs> and, okay, so you guys are really going to have us trained to be whiners. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, Juge? Yeah. You guys, we mentioned not having an iTunes review in a while. You guys posted eight iTunes <laughs> Every day I'm like, choo-choo, choo-choo, choo, we got another one. I was That's like, crazy. we started out with 16, we now have 24. That's... We're on the third page for featured podcasts oh, awesome. for video games, which is like, woohoo. Yeah. So, all right, you've trained us. Now we know to That's whine for sweet. stuff we want. Squeaky wheel, baby. Grease us up. Oh, wait. That sounded so wrong. Yeah, it's going to get isolated. Oh, crap. (laughs) So we have from COH Girl. Yay. (laughs) Simply the best with five stars. Chooch and Viv, you rock. I first listened to your awesome interview with Joe Hero One Morrissey. The interview was fantastic. I then listened to several other podcasts and found them equally interesting, fun, and informative. I look forward to many more podcasts to come. Rock on. Yeah. I think we will. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. That's so nice. And then this is where iTunes kind of pisses me off because it cuts off the name. For uh-huh. some reason, it's P. Feld dot dot dot. Hmm. So I'm sorry. I can't read your whole name. Great podcast by great hosts. Five stars. Looking to switch gears from my usual MMO grind, I decided to listen to this podcast and see if the game might interest me. Needless to say, it did. Chooch is awesome, and became doubly so when in a moment of genius, the likes of Mm -hmm. which can only be compared to the discovery of fire, (laughs) he gets Viv on board. (laughs) Wow, as far as I'm concerned, she can read a phone book, and it would sound like heaven to me. Aw, shucks. (laughs) Don't be fooled. These two might make you think they're casual and thus not too knowledgeable, but you'd be dead wrong. They know their stuff and you can tell. This is one of those podcasts that make you want to keep listening even if you didn't play it. I love it. Wow. Thank you so much, P. Feld <laughs> dot dot dot. That is so awesome. Yeah. Especially since, like, yeah, adding me is like the equivalent to Discovery of Fire. I really <laughs> wish I knew your full name because, yeah, that's awesome. Viv was very worried when we, when she joined and did the first guest episode. I stressed. She was very worried that I was, she was entering the man's gaming domain and people were going to be upset. And call me Yoko. (laughs) That's what I kept saying. They're going to call me Yoko. They're going to call me Yoko. I was at least as scared as when we did the, quote, healer episode. Mm -hmm. Remember Mm -hmm. how stressed I was about that? I was was at least that stressed, I think, more. Mm -hmm. So the warm reception that I've gotten has been just amazing. It's totally gone to my head. (laughs) We're putting a trailer in the back so that I can storm into it when I don't get my way. So the talent can come in and do the show and... Yeah, well, go sulk. Now he makes the talent do editing, so (laughs) whatever. (laughs) I don't quite know how to read this one. By Quant, dot, dot, dot. I hate when (laughs) iTunes does that. I want to give full props. So the title of this one is Zoh My God, exclamation, exclamation, one, exclamation, exclamation, BBQ, (laughs) exclamation, exclamation, one, exclamation, one, lollicopter. (laughs) 
five stars. That's the title of the review. By Quant something. And Chooch is now telling me that, yes, I can find the name, but I can't right now because I'm looking at paper. <laughs> so I'm sorry, Quant. I love the way you both sound and your chemistry together. My wife is starting to listen to y'all. I haven't got her quite hooked yet, but maybe Viv can help get her into the game. Just found this podcast about a week ago and have them all listened to so far. On my one and a quarter hour commute each way, they fill up my drive to and from work. Super excellent. Keep going strong, y'all. It's tasty. <laughs> Chris awesome. in Texas. Thank you. Yeah, Chooch has a long commute as well, so mm-hmm. he definitely can appreciate the value of a good podcast. Absolutely. So do I. And yes, I would love to help get your wife hooked on the game. I think it is such a fun way for husbands and wives to hang out. Mm-hmm. And we know several couples that do. Yeah. And they enjoy the game time. It's amazing. Lot. A lot more couples seem to play this. I think we've said it before, but mm-hmm. yeah, a lot of a lot of couples seem to play this game compared to others. I think a lot from of families do right. From my point of view, it's not warlike mm-hmm. and brutal like a lot of the other MMOs. It's an easier thing to step into because you know, growing up in America, of course, you've got Captain America, you've got Superman, you've got Spider Man. Mm-hmm. Superheroes are a big part of American culture. So it's easy to imagine yourself mm-hmm. as Supergirl or Catwoman or Wonder Woman or whatever. We all have a superhero that we looked up to when we were growing up. So mm-hmm. I think it's a really easy transition for women yeah. to make. And it's so flexible creating characters. I don't want to stereotype women. It's all about how you look. But it's the fun. costumes or the combinations are just beyond any other game I've ever played. But beyond that, just... The way you can build your characters is yeah. so flexible and and really figure out what kind of hero you want to be. The whole concept of it. It's like a whole package. And I, yeah. think, I think, and it's the standard thing. You can tell the real player, the real girls by the guys in real life girls because mm-hmm. it's all about the boob size right. and how short the dress <laughs> is and how much of the boobs are exposed mm-hmm. for the most part. Right. There are some women that do the really... You know what I'm talking about. You know the boob size I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. The backbreaker, as I call it. But I think that it's just a lot of fun. Yes, you get that Barbie paper doll dress-up thing, but I haven't met a guy yet that doesn't spend a lot of time in Costume Mm -hmm. Creator. Mm -hmm. We had one friend we were waiting on. We just threw together a quick sewer group. We're like, oh, enough of this You know, level 48 stuff. We're stressing over hitting 50. Let's go do a sewer run. Everybody go and grind out a new one. So we all went, and this one friend of ours took forever. Mm-hmm. Took forever. We were all in there and waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting. They just figured his computer pooped out on him. So we started, I think we finished our sewer run just as right. he was getting out of the costume creator. Yep. It was like, sorry, Yeah, he's dude, like, we're no, go ahead, ahead, go ahead, I'll catch up. And yeah, we're yeah. all... We're all level six, seven, finished. <laughs> and he's like, okay, I'm ready to play. And I'm like, dude, you're West Coast. We're East Coast. We're ready for bed. You shouldn't play so long. <laughs> well, I had to make it just right. And I had to get the isolator. And it's like, well, that was your mistake. <clears throat> Good night. <laughs> oh, and wasn't that? Oh, I remember. He also joined our team so that he could chat across with us while we were right. running through the sewers. Oh. So the spawns. <laughs> The spawns and the mission and the tutorial. the tutorial. He had an eight-person team, and he was soloing it because we were in the sewers. I totally forgot about that. Yeah, guys, don't do that. That's a mistake. <laughs> it was hilarious. Yeah. Getting eight-person spawns oh in the God, tutorial. It took so him funny. forever to take down. I wonder if you can still do that. I wonder if you can join teams across Outbreak. What's her face? Princess, Tiger Lily. <laughs> Princess Pouty Flower or whatever. 
I totally that was hilarious. That was so fun. Okay, so, look, this is why we run long. We just guys, we're tired. He's had a beer and I've had chocolate, and we're ready for sleep. And we have an iTunes review from Fantastic Foe. Hey, hey. Great podcast, five stars. I've played COH for nearly four years and just started listening to Chooch and Viv's podcast. Part of me wishes they had been podcasting and me listening, oh, four years ago. (laughs) (laughs) But at least now I can listen as a grizzled old vet. (laughs) Mm. Keep up the great work, Chooch and Viv. Excellent podcast. Thank you so much. And again, (laughs) we're really enjoying your participation in the forums and everywhere else. It's Mm -hmm. so cool. Next iTunes review. Remember, guys, we have eight. (laughs) (laughs) Great job, you two. Five stars. Norval Joe. I have learned so much and realized there is a depth to COX that I had not seen in the 28 months that I've played. I soloed most of that with a healer, now level 50. Woot! Wow. Soloing to 50 with a healer. That's tough. That deserves a badge. There should be a special badge because... They don't hit very hard. I tried soloing (laughs) with my, my Empathy Defender healer, and it was painful. I couldn't really solo with her, so I'm I'm very impressed by you. Yeah. That's amazing. But now I am out there looking for task forces, farm teams, and people much more social than I have been. Thanks for keeping my addiction alive. <laughs> yeah, here we are, keeping people addicted. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this has become my favorite and most eagerly anticipated podcast. Give these two a raise. Give us a paycheck. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> Thank you so much. That's so nice. And then, squee with five stars (laughs) by never, I think it must be Wendy, because it's Mm. never, never, N-E-V-E-R-L, which dot, 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 would be Neverland something, Mm. which is the um, email address from the comments. So I think that's Wendy. (laughs) This cast is not only informative, but highly entertaining as well. I look forward to each new episode and then the cute little smiley eyes. And yes, it's definitely worth the squee. <laughs> Yay <laughs> for squee. Cool. And from our friend Cobra Lily, entertaining, informative, outstanding, five stars. I just can't say enough good things about the work Chuch and Viv do to bring this fantastic City of Heroes podcast to their listeners. Each episode is a great combination of game news, player feedback, and their own observations about the game. The recent interview with developer and lead writer Joe Morrissey is evidence that even the City of Heroes live team trust and admire CNV's dedication to providing a quality broadcast. We hope so. <laughs> <laughs> their love of COH shines through on not only each podcast, but also on their cohpodcast.com message boards. Aww. If you're mm-hmm. a longtime player or new to the game, you'll be hard-pressed to leave each episode without learning many new ways to enjoy your time in Paragon City and the Rogue Isles. Wow, thanks, Cobra yeah. That's really nice. Great show. Five stars by JMDU. Dot, dot, dot. The COH podcast is a fun look into the world of City of Heroes. The hosts, Chooch and Viv, are both easy to listen to, clearly knowledgeable about the game, and most importantly, seem to really enjoy themselves while making the show. Their enthusiasm is infectious, and even if I didn't play City of Heroes, I would still enjoy this show. <laughs> wow. I think it's so interesting to see people make that comment, Mm -hmm. as well as the, I was looking for another game to play, so I checked out the podcast. Yeah. That is so fascinating to me. Y'all just spoil us. It's so weird to sit here and read these really awesome things that you guys say about us. It's like, 
I feel like such an egomaniac diva. <laughs> I'm just so grateful. I don't know if we say it often enough. You guys just bowl me over. Yeah. I just can't tell you. When I'm having a bad day, man, I go to the iTunes page. <laughs> I go to the forums. <laughs> oh, wow. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's pretty amazing. This, you know, hobby, gaming, fun relaxation thing yeah. we do and then... <laughs> I know For everybody to really appreciate. It's amazing what we do. And there were actually a few emails. Oh wow! Not as many comments and and reviews. So this won't take too long. <laughs> <laughs> but we love them all. Absolutely. All of the interactions. Mm-hmm. Which is what makes everything worthwhile. Well, yeah, and it tells us when we're doing something right and what to Mm -hmm. focus on, you know? Like the faction spotlights. Oh, yeah. Which was funny, because when we did them, nobody really mentioned anything about Mm -hmm. them. And then the moment we said, well, nobody seems to be into it, so we're not going to do it. That's when we said, wait a minute. And so we said, well, I liked that. (laughs) Okay, we'll keep doing them. (laughs) As you wish. (laughs) And even Hero One said that he liked that we did those. Yeah. Yeah. That was pretty wild. Mm -hmm. (laughs) First email is from Gen X Fusion, who mentions he's been playing COH for about three years now. Wow. Currently a recruit for an SG called Doom Supremacy, who is also known as the Legions of Doom on the Freedom Server. I've been with the SG for about a year and a half now, but I left about five months ago for some troubles with home, and now I'm back again as a recruit. Awesome. Yeah, glad to hear you're mm-hmm. back. <laughs> I just wanted you to know I just started listening to your show about a week ago. The interview with Hero One was awesome. Well, now I'm hooked and I'm looking forward to more of your shows. Aw, thanks. One question What server do you two play on? Thanks, Gen X Fusion. And we've said a few. I mean, you're catching up now, but yeah. so you'll hear us a few times. We play primarily on Champion. Right. And also, Gen X Fusion is act, is now on the listener forums, too. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. right. I've seen that. Yep. And another email starts out, Viv and Chooch, just wanted to send you a quick email letting you know how much I enjoy your podcast. I've played COH for nearly four years. Wasn't quite in beta. Mm-hmm. Four years is still a long time. That's still... <laughs> and it is so nice to hear someone podcasting about this wonderful game. As a happily married dad with a young child, it's also nice to hear opinions from someone in my demographic, as it were. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. By the way, I recently registered on the forum as Fantastic Foe. What up, Fantastic (laughs) Foe? And then he goes into a little bit of technical mumbo-jumbo with the site that I will address offline. It says, just heard your recent podcast, correcting the voicemail number I'll be calling. Mm. <laughs> Which he does. We do have a voicemail. Cool. We have a couple of voicemails. Yeah, we have our little special moments from time to time. <laughs> Apparently the voicemail was one of them. Best wishes, fantastic foe. <laughs> A.K.A. Pat. That's Patrick Viv, not Patricia. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I love you all, male or female. I just wanted to, you know... No when I'm addressing a girl. So thanks for clarifying that, Pat. <laughs> Next email starts. Hey, guys, I just came across your podcast today. It is a very good show with a lot of helpful insight. 
You both have excellent voices and great personalities. Aww. Thank you. I've just returned to COH and COV after an eight to nine month absence. Wow. My main character, Liberty Machine, is a level 50 and vulnerability slash energy tank. Seems to be suffering from squishy tank syndrome. Yeah, I was going to say, I've heard that a lot about invulnerability. (laughs) Have they altered the invulnerability power set even more? Do I even need unstoppable since they disabled perma-unstop? Do you have an effective slot build for that type of character? Well, unfortunately, no. No. (laughs) The short answer is no. I haven't played an invulnerability. Mm -mm, Me either. So I'm not really that familiar with the power set. There is a site, though. There's a couple tools. There's part of the Titan Network. Mm. I can't remember now if it's Hero Planner or Hero Builder. But if you do a search for Sucker Punch's Hero Planner, I think it is. And there are actually, it allows you to create your own build Mm. and save it. And then people can vote on it. Oh. So you can punch in a certain type of archetype and power set, and it'll give you what the top-rated builds are. Cool. So I think that's a really good resource to look at. and and then that. Yeah, and it's got the whole common thing where people can say why they voted certain ways. Well, that's really helpful. So for any, yeah, we can't really get in on one-on-one discussions on certain builds. Especially cause... ones that we've never done. <laughs> but also, you can probably, I will bet, there is probably a pretty informative thread on mm-hmm. the City of Heroes official forums. Because yeah. for every every possible niche, there's threads and discussions on how to build a better character, how to slot them and stuff like that. So I'd check there. And he continues with another question. You guys mentioned that you do not give out your character names and locale to people because you have children who play. Mm-hmm. I appreciate and associate with that. I have three boys, nine, eight, and five, who love the game. However, I'm always concerned about vulgar characters and language. I always keep the language filter on, but I'm unaware of any other measures I can take to ensure they have minimum exposure to such things. Any suggestions? And really... That's all you can do. Yeah. And in the game, that's all there is. Yeah. And it's just if you can't be there with them teaming. Especially the five-year-old. Mm-hmm. That's really all you can do. Right. Our now tween started playing two years ago when he Mm -hmm. was nine. And it was one of those things where we had the filtering shut off. I didn't like him seeing the Vasilox, so we didn't Mm -hmm. let him run those missions. We're we're in a loft mm -hmm. where we can see what he's doing, and we also don't let him play City of Villains. Yeah. And we're almost, at that point, we were almost exclusively teaming with each other. Mm Mm-hmm. And he wasn't allowed to give out his global. As he's matured, and we can still keep an eye on him, mm-hmm. we watch him and we know that. At five, I don't know. I I personally wouldn't have let our tween play at five because of the fact that you cannot control it. People will always find a way around the profanity filters, whether they use spaces yeah. or slang spellings. Or whatever, they will always find ways around that. Mm-hmm. Now, whether or not your five-year-old can read that is something else. Your eight yeah. and nine-year-old, I'm sure, and eight, eight and nine-year-olds, I'm sure can. So that's where it comes into maybe you turn off the broadcast, you turn off, 
you turn on the profanity filtering, you turn off the local channels. I would just say play with them while they're playing because mm-hmm. there is a lot of nasty stuff out there. And I'm very, very protective to the point where I've been called overprotective to my face <laughs> by family members yeah. <laughs> who also love my children. It's been my experience in the game that the the COH community, the players, there's a lot of young people who cuss and stuff, mm-hmm. but everybody is generally pretty well behaved and I've never heard of a problem with like child predators but you never know so kids that young you know you always want to talk to your kids about Uh what information is proper Mm -hmm. to give out Mm -hmm. you know you don't want to give your real name maybe first name's okay you never give out where your school is what your school's called we never even let ours give out their first name though Mm -hmm. everything is character only right yeah you never give the city where you live. Your phone number. Your phone, yeah, well, yeah, Email anything address. really. And keep everything online in the game. Mm-hmm. You never take anything outside of the game. So email addresses, phone numbers, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. There's just no reason to have, particularly at that age, there's right. no reason to have a relationship beyond teaming in the game. Mm-hmm. And you have to set that example, too, so that they follow it. Mm-hmm. So... That's our advice, and it's worked well so far. (laughs) So far. (laughs) So just good luck with that, and keep an eye on them. (laughs) Continues on, I usually play on Victory and Protector servers. I've been thinking about transferring to other servers. Not sure what you guys play, but you seem like you'd be fun and interesting people to game with. Hmm. Maybe we'll run into each other sometime. And as we said with the other one, we do play on Champion. Mm Mm-hmm. Thanks for your time, guys, and keep up the good work you're doing with the podcast. Thank you so much. Hope we were able to give you some information there. And I would just say, as far as trying to find um, good people to play with, join pugs. I mean, sometimes it can be a horrific experience on a pug, but Mm -hmm. that's actually how we met the people that we play with on a semi-regular basis. Mm -hmm. That's how we met one of the guys that's in our couple's gaming night, and that's how... That's how we met all the people on our globals. Two two people well, from real life. And everybody else was from pickup groups. Yeah. And what I kind of got in the habit of doing, that you always seem to hit niches of people who are on around the same time. Mm-hmm. So I got in the habit of, I'd get in a group. It would be a lot of fun. There are certain people that would stand out that they right. were, you know, they had a lot of funny one-liners or yeah, something. Or, more mature players. Yeah. And so I would add them as a as a local friend, uh-huh. just you know, slash friend space, whatever their name is. Yeah. Or right click on them and just you know mm-hmm. add to friends. And if I ran into them a few times mm-hmm. and continued to have fun, then I would I would send a private tell, Message. say, hey, is it cool if I do to global? Some people immediately spam global to everybody. Yeah. And I have no problem denying it. Yeah. And saying, you know, hey, I don't really know you. Let's get to know each other. Or you can picky. just pretend like you didn't see it. Yeah. Or, you know, <laughs> whatever. So I would add to local friend if we hook up a few times and have a lot of fun, then I would add him as a global. Yeah. And that's where we made some pretty significant personal connections now. Yeah. After playing for two years. Yeah. And leveling up from nothing to 50 
you know, and leveling up again. And yeah, well, like we met Rich on a pickup group within mm-hmm. the first month that we started playing the yeah. game, and we still play with twenty three months later. Yeah, I'm at the point now where I tend to avoid pickup groups because I've been spoiled <laughs> by the people that we play with. And when I say more mature, I don't mean old. I mean yeah. Maturity and play style is Mm -hmm. what I mean. You know, they don't go blasting in without trying to consider what's going on with the rest of the team. They know the role on the team. And they play it to strength, so it's awesome. Mm -hmm. But again, we met almost every one of them through a pickup group. Yeah. So I would say try that. Don't give up if you're on some bad ones, because you're going to be on more bad ones than good ones, more likely than not. Oh, yeah. But good luck to you, because I'm sure you'll find a nice little group to play with, and maybe even a big group. Try out some super groups. Mm-hmm. Also, that's a good way to meet players, and you can find out pretty quickly if they're a quality one or one that's just using you for prestige. <laughs> yeah, you, you could really try out either the Knuckleheads or <laughs> Doom Supremacy. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, try those out. Next email starts off. Hi, Chooch and Viv. My name is Kurt, and I host the Wandering Geek podcast. <laughs> at www.wanderinggeek.info. I came across your show while I was looking around the podcast section over on iTunes. Admittedly, to see where my podcast fell on the featured list. <laughs> we all do it. Yep. I've been listening to COH Podcast from the beginning since you started it. Wow. After the last time I played COH. I'm looking to get back in. I got Guild Wars for Christmas for my kids, but it's just not the same. Yeah. (laughs) And I'll be using your show to sort of ramp up on all the changes that have happened while I've been gone. Cool. I made it through episode five, part one today, so I imagine I'll be caught up by middle of next week. Wow. Nice. Mainlining. (laughs) (laughs) Freebase it. (laughs) And then he writes about some podcasty kind of business stuff, which we'll definitely be getting back to you on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and I'm sure I'll hear about it when I catch up on the podcast, but what do you think about the write your own storyline slash mission stuff that's coming up? I did a story on it this week on my show, and as a player, I think I like it because I can tell the stories I want for my characters. But there's going to be a lot of junk, as some might see mine, <laughs> out there if everybody's doing it. And that was really my quickie synopsis, was it's going mm-hmm. to be like YouTube, where there's a lot of crap. Yeah. <laughs> but there's going to be a lot of really cool stuff. But every once in a while, you get the dramatic chipmunk. Yes. Oh, <laughs> Best five seconds on the internet. Absolutely. All the best, Kurt. You know, there are a lot of guys that would not agree with that, but I love that that's your opinion. I love you, baby. And here's that other email from Wendy. Oh, yeah. What up, Wendy? Lol. Yeah, that's right. I said it. I just wanted to share that I got my first 50. Awesome. Happy dance. That's amazing. Yes, happy dance, Wendy. That's awesome. Congrats. I also wanted to thank you again for reading my email on your podcast. The guys were really excited about it. Cool. The people in, in the SG. I never got around to it, but the interview you did with Hero One was uber amounts of awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Something I was wondering. I know you did an episode on the factions from the Croatoa area since they were part of the winter event. Mm-hmm. But I'm curious about the witches or sorceresses as well. Any chance of talking about them? Even a little, please? I find them pretty interesting, so any info would be great. (laughs) 
the, yeah, we're definitely going to talk about them some. Yeah, we love them. They're really interesting. Well, except for the endurance training. That part sucks. But we generally <laughs> love the cabal. They're cool. Oh, are you going to do another accolade power episode as well? Uh, we do have other accolade spotlights lined up mm-hmm. and ready to drop in. Mm-hmm. So, right, so the last one was pretty popular around the SG. Very awesome. Oh, good. I have several of the VET 50s going all over Paragon trying to make sure they have everything required for the Atlas Medallion. Oh. Wow. You rock, Wendy. Yeah. Get those Thanks. boys whipped into shape. <laughs> Thanks again for rocking, Wendy. Aww. Yeah. So I guess we know who the SG mom is. <laughs> I'm just really glad that we were able to shine some light on something that people didn't know about. Yeah, That's me awesome. Too. Yeah. We definitely a, need to keep with the accolade spotlights. Really cool little bump. Mm-hmm. And we had a final email. Oh, another one from Gen X Fusion. Cool. Who wrote, how you doing? <laughs> An Italian voice. Yeah, Guys. That's it. <laughs> I just listened to your podcast the other day with Hero One, and it was absolutely outstanding. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Then a few days ago, I heard about SI Radio's interview with Posse and Castle. Mm-hmm. I said to myself... Hmm, I've got to listen to this. Mm-hmm. I love Chooch and Viv's interview, and I bet this interview with Posse and Castle must be good, too. Wrong. Oh. Mm. You two rocked your interview. Thank, Thank you. you. <laughs> Jinxies. Viv, have you listened to their interview? Your voice is much better than the lady doing this interview. She was so blah. Aw. Thank you. Um... I admit, listening to the other interview, she sounded like she was kind of distracted. Mm-hmm. And I know it's a live show, yeah. and they had a live chat going. Okay. So I don't know if it was trying to keep, you know, a lot of... She did comment a few times that somebody just messaged her this or mm-hmm. messaged her that. And I could definitely hear a keyboard in the background. Mm-hmm. So there was definitely something distracting her. Yeah. Uh, and wrote, plus their voices were all scratchy. I know that they were using Ventrilo, I think, which doesn't have as high a voice quality as the software okay. we were using. Right. Um, so, yeah, there were definitely some audio differences. <laughs> you guys speak so clear on your mics. Keep on rocking, Chooch and Viv. I'll continue listening to your podcast. Oh, thank you. Yeah, thanks. Thank you. And and I had seen a lot of criticisms of the SI interview on the City of Heroes mm-hmm. forums. And, I mean, I understand what the what the listeners are talking about. Mm-hmm. We were so nervous doing our interview yeah. as a recorded interview that we could take out the ums and stuff. Mm-hmm. I would be terrified to do a live interview. <laughs> so I think they get props for doing a live interview at all, although they are like a radio station. Mm-hmm. So right. they do that a lot. But yeah. I don't think I could do a live interview without just, <laughs> you know, piddling on the floor a couple times. <laughs> so... There was some good information gotten, I thought, from that interview, oh, yeah. definitely. Yeah, Posley Gazzle gave some really interesting info. Yeah. And so, thanks a lot. Thank you for the nice comments. Yeah. Gen X Fusion out! <laughs> <laughs> nice enunciation, babe. <sighs> awesome. I think I got that right. So, you said we have a couple of voicemails, babe? We do. Awesome. Let me cue up the first one here. Hello, Biv and Chooch. This is Fantastic Foe calling. I was calling to test the phone line since I heard about you giving out the wrong number. Uh, sounds like it works. Fantastic. Now you're level two with the phone. Um, I'll probably be sending you an email. But wonderful podcast. I really enjoy it. 
I've been playing City of Heroes for four years, and I really find your podcast fantastic. Uh, take care. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Level two. <laughs> Thank you so much. Finally, we dinged level two. Now we get an inspiration tray. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> I, yeah. And it's good, because I really didn't want to have to re-roll that phone number again. <laughs> That still wouldn't spell bupkis. <laughs> no matter how many times we try. I know, right? <laughs> Thanks for that fantastic foe. And as we said, dude, you're all over the place. It's awesome. <laughs> Our next phone call. Hello, Des. This is really one. Thanks for stopping those harassing phone calls. But thank you. I'm going to say some numbers for you. Two. Zero six two zero three one six six one. I don't know what those numbers mean. Is this how much I'm gonna get paid? I need me to action friend though. I don't have a bank account or a car. Could you come over and just slide a check under my door? Keep rocking, you know, do what it is you do. Thank so. you very much, Miwad. Thanks, Miwad. Now we got those numbers straight, and Fantastic Foe tested it, so we know it's working. So Miwad also dinged level two. Yeah, and <laughs> I guess maybe we should slide cash under the door, since... I mean, if he doesn't have a car... Right, how's he going to deposit uh, it and get yeah, the cash? we'll do cash. Yeah, we'll slide cash under your door, Meat. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, awesome. One more voicemail. Oh, which is actually also Meatwad. This is Meatwad. You're listening to the CRH podcast. Vote for president. Woo! Speak <laughs> <Have the>, Woo! <laughs> okay, sweetie, I want a bumper sticker. Vico vote for president. <laughs> Must have. Oh, and that's something else. Chooch is working on t-shirt designs. Yeah. So he's putting together at a site where you can just go and order. We're putting a couple designs together. Mm-hmm. And so you'll be able to go and choose it, and it'll be sent straight to your house. We're not going to do the bulk order, mm-hmm. because I don't want the same shirt that Chooch wants. So how right. are we going to get everybody else to agree <laughs> on a shirt? So. We're going to have several different designs. You All can about pick whatever choices. you want. It's, you know what? I just <laughs> am not feeling the one he likes. You know, COH has all these costume options. We're trying to give so you those options. we shouldn't limit people in their t-shirt options. Babes, hmm. I just had another idea. Oh, good. So gravy. we have to go back to design. I said good gravy. Who says that? <laughs> Who said that? <laughs> I just had another idea, so we're going to have to talk all right. about the t-shirt designs, because I just had a little ding moment (laughs) i dinged i'm level three now so yeah we're working on that as soon as we have that we'll post the link and we'll Mm -hmm. talk about it here so if you guys want to order it it's looking like they'll be just over twenty dollars so there's an option that's a little less expensive and then some that are going to be a little more expensive and i now want a vico viv for president bumper sticker (laughs) (laughs) i'm just gonna like you know put it on the i don't know what am i gonna put it on a bumper. Can I really put that on my car? That'd be so awesome. <laughs> oh, I want that now. So, yeah, we're working on t-shirt designs and some other things that just occurred to me. So, as soon as we've got those designs nailed down, we will give you the info on that. If you would mm-hmm. like to buy one, you'll be able to. Very cool. 
You guys gave us so much love this week. Amazing. I'm just going to go to bed and have wonderful dreams. (laughs) (laughs) So, oh wait, no, we still have to wind though. So we got a lot of really good iTunes reviews (laughs) and they were amazing. Yeah. You know, just a couple more and, and then we could really move up that, those ranking you said babes. you said squeaky wheel. Yeah, but you said they were training us, babes. <laughs> I can't believe how many they you buried, guys did. You guys buried us in awesome feedback. Yeah. I can't believe you're even joking about that. I really can't that. believe how much you guys did. <laughs> you Thank guys you so awesome. much. Yeah, and wow. we will keep on bringing the news and keep on bringing the features. Yes, we will. You can count on that. <laughs> if anybody else has something to say, we covered a whole bunch of. Whole ground bunch of today. This is going to be, as you've already found out, this is a long episode. So thank you for sticking yeah. with us. And so anybody else wants to share, and we love doing the the SG highlights. Yeah, that's something we tried to do earlier. Is the mm-hmm. SG spotlight, and somebody Brent actually put that on our listener forums as an episode suggestion, a right, show suggestion. Right, right. Why don't you guys spotlight people? And it's like, yeah. well, we did mention that in earlier mm-hmm. episodes early on we want to do an sg spotlight send yeah. us info and we'll put your linkage up on the site and we'll talk about it so i'm glad to see people are doing that now yeah so keep up we're happy to up. do it we mm-hmm. like to keep the community moving mm-hmm. hope to get you some new members Yep. get good players connected with other good players so as meatwad expertly displayed the phone number mm-hmm. <laughs> 206-203-1661 if you wanted to give your opinions on any of the news items we gave mm-hmm. or if you have base info mm-hmm. that we didn't cover you want to bring up. And this was a basics yeah. of base info. So we plan on revisiting the topic, mm-hmm. but we just wanted to get people that were stepping into it for the very first yeah. time a little bit of info. There's the foundation. There's how to get your yeah. simple base set up and going. So this isn't the only. We're definitely going to build on it. But if <laughs> you want to call shenanigans on something that was said, you're yeah. wrong. That's not right. Please mm-hmm. tell us because it's right as far as we know. Right. And, of course, you can always send an email to cohpodcast at gmail.com. You can leave a comment on the site at cohpodcast.com. Right. Or you could join our listener forums at cohpodcast.com slash forums. So give us a call. Something I asked for at the beginning of the episode was, what's your favorite all-time superhero movie? Mm, mm-hmm. So either join in on the poll at the listener forums or just call us and let us know. Thanks for listening, guys, and making it through this long episode. <laughs> Till next time. Good hunting heroes. This podcast, its hosts, and websites are not in any way affiliated with NCSoft, Cryptic Studios, or City of Heroes. All views expressed are solely of the hosts and their guests. This podcast is released under a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, share-alike license, which is explained in detail at cohpodcast.com. Good hunting, heroes. That was some epic chat.